Welcome to something to wrestle with. Something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard. Well, you know. That's not a rib. She pooted. What a rip. No, you have a big There's one. no box of gimmicks. Rumor and innuendo. I don't deal in rumor and innuendo. It, it, it. Was he there? I was there. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared to shit. Fuck him. Fuck you, Bruce. I love you. Take Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Something to Wrestle With. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce, what's going on, man? How are you? I am great. What the hell are we doing with our lives? Here's what we're doing with our lives. We're doing too much. Between you uh, basically being the the dark overlord of professional wrestling and me trying to be the subculture of professional wrestling with StarCast 4 and 3,000 podcasts, we're doing too much. So we're dropping a random something to wrestle we tried very hard last week. I took all of my equipment to Baltimore, hoping to record the show from the room. You got busy with WWE stuff earlier in the week and we had to push it back. And then Starcast happened and I couldn't break away. So we had a little, uh, a classic replay from our television show on the WWE network where we talked about Vince Russo. I'm sure that got people stirred up, but we are here today to deliver to you what we promised this past Friday, the wrestling classic watch along. From 1985, this is before Bruce was ever there. So what we want to encourage you to do is uh, kick it old school with us today. A huge tournament. This is as primitive WWF as you've probably ever seen in your life. We're going to have a little fun with this and we're going to do a watch along. So fire up your WWE network. Just type in wrestling classic. It's from November 7th, 1985. It's two hours and 26 minutes. And Bruce, if you want to give us a countdown, we'll get going, baby. I'm going to say five, four, three, two, one, play. And when I say play, then you hit that bad boy. I'm all zeroed out on here. I got my little, you know, the little hand with the finger. Uh, yes. It's, the, a, it's on the play button arrow thingy in the middle of the screen. So you. you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. In five, four, three, two, one, play. By God. And ah. Oh. Already I am loving this because it's the old, the symbol of excellence in sports entertainment the world wrestling federation i love that fucking signature look how there's a strip around the words at the bottom this is such primitive television here i'll get wrestle wrestle vision dog dude this is great and how about the black inside of the black oh there's a rolls royce how about that they're giving away a rolls royce on this show and now we're running down the participants and uh yeah, rapid fire. Do a little word associations with these as we finish up. <laughs> uh, well, they're they're the bulldogs. Um, sorry. Scratch my crotch. And the beautiful Rolls Royce, by God, that was Jim Barnett's Rolls Royce. Really? That was Jim's? That was Jim Barnett's. My boy, I've got a Rolls Royce. We can give it away as long as you pay me. Oh, so that was the gimmick. He wanted to sell it and thought Vince would pay more for it. And I guess Vince could write it off, huh? Ah, I love the insert in the goddamn, uh, Rosemont horizon by God. This looks like picture in, how about look at all those empty seats behind Vince. Boy, that shit would never stand today. Would it? Oh, hell no. This... Not at all. But I think that the, the tuxedo still stands in a corner by itself. 
Yeah. We won't, ex- we won't ask why. How about this old school board we're going to see here? Dude, this is, uh, first of all, this lady here, this must have been the original baby doll. She's taller than Vince. She's about to dunk on his ass. Holy shit. And that would never fly today. And of course, Lord Alfred Hayes here with uh, Vincent Kennedy, and Vince's hair is absolutely perfect. And But I'll tell you, Vincent, we've got this tournament here, and I'm talking with my hands because my hands have such bad arthritis that I can't hold them. Sh- Alfred has some fucked up hands, man. But I have no idea. Who's this chick? She's got a pointer. Well, that's what I was wondering is, are we going to see her use the pointer or is old whale rope going to use his own? Well, uh, well, God, it's not big enough for the whale rope. Of course, uh, Adrian Adonis and Corporal Kirshner, Dynamite uh, Furnum Snavitz, and Nikolai Eat My Crotch, uh, Putski Dobra, and the Macho Man, uh, Ricky Steamboat, and Davy Boy, and hopefully, maybe Brian Blair. I will humble you and fuck you and ass hider and chick and JYD, the Mooney Doggy Spot, Terry Funk, Tito Bendito, Magnificent One, Morocco. Who the fuck is that? That's Randy's dad. And, of course, her dress is blocking Paul Orndorff there at the bottom. Who the fuck shot? Kerwin? Kerwin must have shot this. And how about the the shit behind Lord Alfred coming undone, like this blue backdrop? Oh, and here we go. Basil DeVito and Ed Cohen, by God. So Basil's on the left, Ed Cohen's on the right? Uh, Well, that's actually Ricky Steamboat and Gene Okerlund. Oh, fuck um, off. Come on. Let me see here. Um... Okay, Basil's the one that's in the shot right now, right next to Gene. Okay. That's Basil DeVito, and then Ed Cohen, I guess, is holding the bowl. What is this? Yeah, there's Ed Cohen. By God, get a good shot, Ed. Ah, maybe I see for my fortune cookie. Ah. How about Randy Savage said when she saw it was Ivan when he saw it was Ivan Pusky, that ain't no good now, is it? Get out of here. Uh-uh. And the guy pointed out for his ear there. Hey, it's an ear, huh? You know, s- such production value in this. I was just going to say, how, you know, given you, you know, all this change in the company and what you know about Vince today. There you go. That's Miller time. How about Jack Tunney, the chubby days? <laughs> I think Jack always had chubby days all the way up to the end. He might have lost a little weight, but Jack Tunney here. And uh, Jack Tunney's here to talk in the world. Jack Tunney's here to talk to us about a reverse mortgage. <laughs> and you too. I don't even know what a reverse mortgage is, but you know what? I'd buy one from him. It's where she sits on top and face. Never mind. Oh, okay. Uh, so th- this is uh, so fun to watch just because of the production value difference. Like even the graphics, you know, they're less than perfect and. You know, the big board and the shot in the background with all the empty seats. When I watched this for the first time ever, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, all of this stood out more than the actual wrestling, which is just remarkable because, you know, the WWF and and now WWE have had such an attention to detail for production. Was this just before Vince had the the staff to do it before he was more hands-on? Was he more hands-off here? I don't know you weren't here, but. What do you think caused the change to for it to be as meticulous as it is now? You also have to understand that this, in comparison to every other broadcast out there at the time, people were going, holy shit, look at the production value of this. Right. 
oh my God, they've got a uh, blue drape behind the commentators here, and they've actually got red, you know, foam on their microphones and things of that nature, and and it's the production value for the time, 1985 was so far ahead of its time then, but when you look at it now, 30-some-odd years later, what, 35 years later, holy Uckfay. Man, it's... Jimmy, uh, who's Jimmy in the ring with? Is this Adrian? Uh, Yeah, that's right. And Howard Finkel with hair before Cy Sperling? By the way, they bill Adrian here as something stupid. He's billed it like... 240 something pounds or 250 pounds. And it's like, mm, nah, he may have been about two. He may have been about 250 here. There's no way. You know, Cause Adrian had no legs. Oh, well, I mean, he was billed as being five eleven. Mm. I'm just thinking like Ric Flair was built at like 240 something. There's no way. And they're the same height. Come on. Yeah. Well, Rick was never 240. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, see, you with me now. And Corporal Kirshner making his way to the ring. You know, the first time that I ever met Mike Kirshner was in uh, Japan. When he was doing the Leatherface gimmick? Yes. I don't think a lot of our listeners are familiar with that, that this is the exact same guy. Tell everybody about the Leatherface alter ego of Corporal Kirshner. In Japan, kind of like Memphis, Tennessee, they had a fixation with horror. Uh, not whores. But horror <laughs> characters. <laughs> Horrors. Uh, Horrors. And it's funny because the first time that I met Mike Kirshner, I was with Terry Funk, who told me the story for the first time about Chainsaw Charlie on the bus in Japan and looking at Corporal Kirshner and saying, God damn, Pritchard, I'll tell you this story about this guy, Chainsaw Charlie, who Terry later became in WWE as a tag team partner for Cactus Jack. But Mike Kirshner had a gimmick in Japan as Leatherface, and he wore the whole gimmick like Leatherface did in Texas Chainsaw Massacre and carried a chainsaw to the ring and would take the chainsaw and put it against the... uh, the ring posts and sparks would fly and all this shit. And Mike was pretty damn crazy. Mike spent a little time in uh, a Japanese jail for getting in a fight in Rapungi. So he lasted and he made it out the other side. But man, Mike Kersher is one of those guys that nobody wanted to fuck with. Well, understandably, I wouldn't want to fuck with somebody named Leatherface. Well, yeah. Or Mike Kirshner. And, and of course, being in the ring with Adrian Adonis and Adrian, probably, I think if you were to ask any of the guys of that time, they'd probably tell you that Adrian was one of the sweetest guys that they ever met. And just a wonderful, wonderful, just good. One of the good guys. Flair has told me that he thought Adrian was one of the best wrestlers he ever worked with until he got heavy. And even when he was heavy, he was still one of the best. Not as good as when he was like. For example, I'll call this fighting weight. Um, man, Adrian could go, and he could go with anybody. Who's our referee here? Who's this older fella? Oh, some old fuck, probably from the Illinois Athletic Commission. Uh, by the way, this ring, I know we've got the sound turned down, but this is, I think, what what you or Cornette would call a, a southern bumping ring. 
every time they fall, man, this is one noisy ring. Let me see if I can pick up a little bit of the sound here. Oh, see, now you're making me do it to you, damn it. But that's personified. I can pick it up myself. You can go to the bank with that as far as concerned, but right now, on the receiving end. Oh, yeah. From the Brooklyn, Adrian Adonis. Yeah, definitely. It's a tinny ring, too, because you can... Not only do you hear the boards and the bumps, but you can you can hear the metal clanking too. It's a very I call those a tinny ring. And it echoes off the concrete floor and just reverberates. There's no pads around the ring, and notice in the corners there's no traditional WWF turnbuckle. Uh, it's just what it looks like taped up. Yeah, it actually looks like an old boxing ring. Look at the the turnbuckles aren't even turnbuckles; they're chains. Yeah. You got turnbuckles on three sides and chains on uh, the fourth side. Oh, what a DDT. That was even before a DDT was a DDT. When, when was, well, there you go. That's the finish. Jake was doing a DDT by 85. Was he not? Yeah, I think he was pretty sure he was, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, that was here, the DDT yeah. cruel, but fair. Yeah. It's pretty classic. Didn't do it like that though, but shit. Got the job done and out through the fans he goes. With orange jacket security. Holy shit. Fucking up every single shot. Tons and tons of security. How about the way the replay flies in here? And here it is. Here's your DDT. Oh, yeah. That was a snug DDT, too. My God. Man, how how high did he wear those tights? Holy shit. That old ref had to jump. That old ref had to jump. Yes, he did, by God. And he made it to three. Wasn't even a Bronco Lubitsch count with his foot. And Kirshner trying to kick out at three. I guess that was the way uh, guys felt like they kept a little bit of their heat. Well, fuck yeah. Second longer, man, and I would have, he wouldn't have got me. See, now Adrian, see, Adrian looks normal there. It's just when you saw him in real life from the, from the, the waist up or really from the top of his thighs up, man, he was huge. That's right, baby. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, what's, what's amazing to me is in this shot, it's only Jimmy left. Everybody else is gone. Oh my God. There'll probably be a lot of that tonight. That's just sad. But this was this was Adrian coming right off of uh, the tag team with Dick Murdoch, the North South Connection, whatever the hell they were called. He used to do East West with Jesse the Body Ventura. They were the East West Connection, and I think he was the North South Connection with Dick Murdoch. That's right. But Murdoch had left, and uh, Adrian's there all alone. I always thought Adrian was just a much better single draw, anyway. Who is this? And see, this is bad when you can't even tell who the guys are from the wide shot. Well, that's uh, dynamite kid on the left and, uh, Koloff on the right. Volkov. Yeah. Is he going to sing? Is he going to sing? Yes. Uh, yes. God. Yes. I know all the words. You know that, right? I do. You, you taught them to us and you even showed off at, uh, Jimmy's famous seafood. I did. And, uh, and sang with Nikolai and he, he had forgotten the words and I had to teach him. It's got to be one of his last time singing the song, too, right, with us at Jimmy's? I think it was. I do. I I think that that was last time. And um, You know, I I found, Conrad, I found my uh, flashing hat 
in the move. Oh, that's awesome. And my wife repaired it so that it can actually be. My cross for the be See, he's singing it too long. He draws it out too. It's already the song's already over. I sang all the words. He just sang it too slow. How about Dynamite Kid going up top? Oh my god, flying drop kick from the top rope. This one's over already, folks. Already the- over. Nikolai Volkov eliminated that quickly. By God, way to put your time in, guys. See, like, I like matches like that. Hang <laughs> on. Howard Finkel's waving him off, and Nikolai didn't even get out of his gear. Didn't even get out of his damn shirt. Gets paid the same, though, so who cares? Yes, but I guarantee you that, that shirt hasn't been washed in at least three weeks at that point. Just saying, Nikki could be a little stinky. Look at this job. Love him to death. Top right here. By the way, look at the referee. I feel like you just went to the nursing home and rounded up guys and made them referees. Yeah, these guys here, because I recognize this guy, these are all Illinois State Athletic Commission referees. You know what? I know this referee. I was talking to Taz about him the other day. This is Crip Keeper Jones. Oh, Crip Keeper. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, he was about to explode. Dynamite Kid was huge right there. What shape he's in? Oh, my. Oh, my. So the vascularity, goddamn. Oh, not as vascular as you, sir. Oh, my gosh. Now, here we go. What, look at this robe for Macho Man. Early Savage, dude. This yeah, these are, ba- these are still Kentucky robes back in the day. I'm going to play the audio from this. I'll lay out for this. 16-man elimination tournament. Yours is up next, and you've got Polish power, Ivan Putzky. How come I can't hear the audio? I don't know. I muted it so because uh, I thought you were going to do it. But well, I'll do it then, Conrad. I don't freak out. Yeah, Gene, because it's what we're going to do. We're going to do the thing. One thing we got to do tonight. Isn't that right, Liz? Uh-huh. Don't talk. You're talking too much already. Uh-huh. I'm the one that does the talking. I know you are, macho man. You're going to be a king in a few short years. You'll even be the champion. I don't care nothing about that, Gene Mean, because the macho man is as macho as they come. And tonight, I'm going to be the classic macho man. Yeah, brother, right here in Chicago. Uh Oh, freak out, freak out. If you understand what I'm saying, I got one more thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm out of breath. I love goddamn promos are too long. Well, just the macho man's. But you know, if you're gonna have a long a guy go long on promo, don't you want it to be him? Freak out, uh huh, yeah, because I can go a long, long time. Just ask Elizabeth. Already talked too much, uh huh. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, uh huh. Nobody wants to hear you. That is what he was talking about. His endurance. Well, there he. I, I know. Oh, I forget. Sorry. Oh, okay. There's your boy right there. <laughs> Ivan Putsky. We've uh, recently talked about uh, him and his cheering here on the show. He's chilling. He's chilling. He's chilling. 
Matt Putsky, you know, back in the day, and Paul Bosch used to always say about Ivan Putsky, this version of Ivan Putsky, that when Ivan left Texas and went to New York to work for uh, Vince McMahon, Senior, Vince's dad, and Ivan got involved in the bodybuilding world and came back all trimmed down, all cut up, this version of Ivan, and had him speaking perfect English. When he, when he had left and was the hottest thing, one of the hottest ever in the Texas Territory where he had the underwear cut out and all that shit and the long hair and the big gut, and he would, ah, Dobranishki, ah, Chapez, and, and uh, only spoke Polish. And we used to bring in interpreters and shit to uh, interpret his promos. And he would talk about being in the concentration camps. And when they would come in, oh, Paul, and I would, and they would tell these stories about crying in the concentration camps because of the gases they would smell as children and things of that nature. Just these unbelievable stories. And when he went to New York, he comes back and Paul's all happy. You know, hey, Ivan Putsky returns to Houston wrestling. And he looks like this. And he goes up to do a promo with him and he thinks that uh, Ivan's going to go into uh, Dobra and all that bullshit. Ivan goes, well, Paul, I'm going to tell you something, buddy. You know, I've been out and I've been training really hard. And this guy, perfect English, a fucking Texas accent. And nothing about the lovable Ivan Putsky eating candy and playing with dolls and shit. He was dead. Paul, you say New York killed Ivan Putsky. There's his corpse. This is not going to be the, uh, the classic two out of three falls match you're hoping for here. Were we hoping for a two out of three fall classic match? No. Yeah. I've never quite actually ever seen Ivan in one of them classic there matches that everybody was talking about nine and a half stars and, and cracked out Poland or anything like that. I mean, this is pretty much the Ivan Putsky match. They haven't touched yet, but he's going to get his time in. That was his move, huh? That's it. Yeah, you've pretty much seen all of them. Then he had the Polish hammer, of course. Is that a nickname <laughs> for his gimmick? Well, can't say that I've actually seen the gimmick, but the gimmick was the Polish hammer. <laughs> I heard that um, your gimmick, when you were back in your wrestling days, it was it was Thanos. I don't know what that was. Because you would means. snap and it was over. And if you're looking to last a little longer, you nope. need bluechew.com. See, bluechew.com has the world's first chewable that has the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. And because it's a chewable, it can work faster than those other alternatives. And it's cheaper because you get to skip the in person doctor's visit. Instead, you get to work with a bluechew.com affiliated physician to write, find the right dosage and the right active ingredient that's best for you. And it only takes a few minutes to connect. So if you qualify, you can get prescribed very quickly all online and you get to skip the awkward conversation, all the waiting in line at the pharmacy. Instead, it shows up directly at your door in discreet packaging and it's made right here in the USA. Blue Chew is going to give you the confidence you need in bed every time to drop the Polish hammer and get bluechew.com in your life. And we've got a great deal for you guys right now. Bluechew.com, you get your first order for free 
when you use our promo code WRESTLE. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com. And the promo code is WRESTLE. And Bruce, you've got your dick so hard, even a cat can't scratch it. Isn't that right? No, that's the problem. It gets so damn hard that it's so big and so hard that the cat does scratch it because they get excited. And by God, if you want a big, hard dick to get it scratched by the cat, you need BlueChew.com. Okay. You know what else I figured out here? What? Speaking of dicks, in the front row across the hard cam, that's Dave Melcher in the tank top. No, it's not. Yeah, that's him. It can't be. It is. You're being funny. No, I, I can lie just like they can. That's him. He's there. He's getting ready to give a speech. Why are That's you him. being like this? You're being, you're being, you're being. Does that not look like him? No. In the right corner in the tank top there with the little buggy whip arms. It looks like, it looks like Shawn Michaels. No, it doesn't. Shawn Michaels had blonde hair. Oh yeah. Putsky's done. Got the one, two, three foot on the ropes. Doesn't matter. We're getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Meltzer had his notepad out. I got to go. Are you telling me that's not him? Or that doesn't look like him? Not him. I think it does. I think it's him. A source told me that's him. I got sources. Or maybe I just got sores. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I don't know why that's fun, but you <laughs> turning that into maybe I just got sores. Bravo, sir. Yeah. That's your best stuff. Yeah, maybe I'm just sore in general. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, gotta get my feet up there. Uh huh. Yeah, first name, macho, last name, man. It's there's, on my butt. Check it out. And there's your finish. Nobody's listening to poor Ivan. <laughs> no, they're not. Look at the referee in this one. Look at the camera, the way it's off center from the ring. Well, that's just a happenstance. Well, what the fuck is she wearing? Is she Amish? I don't know. I'm really surprised that Vince allowed this to happen. I live that had to be that How do you not know who that lady is? I, I have no fuck. How the fuck do I know? I, I just like being able that they're shooting off the, the curtain there and you got the guy to the left of you, the security camera. And why did Nikolai just pull his shirt up? Because he didn't get to show off his body earlier. And that is one body that you want to show off. I'll tell you that right now. I think yeah, he maybe he put got, down. <laughs> I was going to say, he got self-conscious and pulled him right now. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. This is absolutely terrible. But actually, it's moving at least. At least the matches are short and it's moving. It's not as, not as um, audacious as the um, Halloween hand-me-down or whatever it was. And look at the, the, the commentators got their back to us here. People are smoking in the audience. Yeah. And no, and no one's on their phone because that doesn't exist. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with this picture, man? And there's no signs on the, in the crowd. It's a, it's a different era, man. Yes, it is. But notice, you know, here, even in 85, how much yellow and red you see in the crowd. Yeah, that was a hot time, man. It was uh it was opposing time by God. Little fellers in the back behind Meltzer there. He's got his red and yellow shirt on and his bandana. Let's talk about this uh, this lineup here. 
Ricky, the dragon steamboat and the British bulldog, Davy boy Smith. That's incredible talent for this match. Is it not? Yes, it is. And this is, you know, Ricky man, all the way live. Ricky had just debuted in the company, I think, and was still relatively new. But it was a it was a damn good Ricky Steamboat, I must say. But he's got his kung fu shoes on, which I don't know how in the fuck after all those years wearing boots that he could work in those things. See, Ricky's not a real karate man like me. He's not a real karate man like me. Nah, he's a working karate man. See, he ain't never got no black belt hall of fame three times. I got, I got that shit up, man. I found it. Yeah. I got that shit. It's, oh, it's here. I need you to post pictures. We need to see it. The world needs to know about your hall of famery. Well, I, you know what, man? I don't know that everybody, I, I put that out there and then everybody gets jealous. They get mad because it's three times. I think I'm the only three time hall of famer ever in the history of the hall of fame of the three time in the black belt thing. Just saying, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Connie, you'd like my new office. Well, I got to be invited to come see it. You're invited. Come on. I'm busy this week. What the fuck? See, I invited you and then you don't want to come. I got my rubber ducky on the thing. I'll come see you in the next, like, uh, I'll come see you in the month of November. Okay. Come on. How about the front face lock here? A snug front face lock too. That's what I was gonna say. This looks like a UFC style one. What do you what do you make of uh Ricky's footwear here? That's what I was talking about, his kung fu shoes. No, I'm just saying, like I he only dude, wore that, he might the, be barefoot. Yeah, he only wore them like in this era. It's very ninja like. How much of this was was influenced by the popularity, and I'm not joking here, of kung fu movies in the mid eighties? Oh, a hundred percent. Like I a, guarantee, man. It just feels like, you know, I remember my dad every weekend going to and renting more Kung Fu movies with the horrific dubs, but there was another one every week and, you know, consumers were, were thirsty for karate style content. By the way, that's the finish. It's a flying dick to the ropes and the referee waves it off. He says, his dick's no good. You got to wave it off. He needs blue chew. And, he, and then Ricky wants to, Ricky's asking him, Hey, is your dick? Okay, man. Let me check your dick out. Come here, dude. I know, you all right. I know Kung Fu. Look at my shoes. I'll put, if you want, I'll put your penis between my, my toes here and I'll give you dick CPR with my toes. And he's saying, but mate, I can't fall. I can't fall tonight. I don't know what the fall I'm going to do. And Ricky's saying, goes, dude, if only there was a chewable that could make your dick hard when, and be ready when you're ready. Even if you lost a match earlier tonight by hitting your dick on the rope. By the way, they're going to show you a replay. I don't know that they should, but they're going to. Boy, look at the hairline on that guy. That's worse than Cassio Kid before he tapped out. Oh my God. Well, how many orange jackets do we have down here? All of them. Okay, here, here we go. One. Nice standing. I mean, I like when when they would just hold the suplex too. I don't know why, but that was always impressive to me. A standing vertical <laughs> suplex. Yep. Look at the the movement on that canvas. With every right. bump, it's just all over the place. It's one of those Southern wrestling bumping rings. Yeah. This is before the Andre, uh, make this damn thing sturdy in uniform. 
Here we move, go. Move, Ricky. Move, Ricky. Won't be long now. Oh my God. I bet Jay Strombo came up with this finish. Oh yeah. Right in the wee wee. <laughs> what a shot there of his ass in him grabbing his penis. Yeah. And it's an extended shot, which just tickled me. All right. JYD, the bulldog out with the penis shot to the head. And, uh, how about it? Man, 1985. Look at, I mean, dog's in great shape here. But Jesus Christ, man, there's somebody that could rival Hogan in their popularity. It would have been dog. And what a great fucking promo. Let me tell you something, Gene. I can't do the JYD voice because it was it was all deep, but it was it was kind of like that Barry White with a little snoopity dog in there too. I, I feel like he did a good job with that. Well, he got to, but the <coughs> the voice the voice is still a little raspy because I'm drinking I'm drinking a carbonated beverage right now. Which makes which is not as good as drinking the non-carbonated beverage. Tell the truth, you drinking a Diet Coke or a Coke Zero? Diet Coke. I thought I had but you the, on the Coke Zeros now. No, no, I still do the Diet Coke, but it's it's one of the it's the mini. I got seven point five fluid ounces. Why are you even fucking bothering with that? For health reasons, Conrad. <laughs> For health reasons. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Dude, last time I saw you, you had doused your entire body in Korean barbecue sauce. So? <laughs> it's Asian. That's healthy. Oh, Jesus. That's man. Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat doesn't eat Asian food. No, but he knows if you doubt. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He married he a does. woman from Tennessee. He probably eats like fucking squirrels and raccoons now. Why would he eat squirrels and raccoons? He married a woman from Tennessee. That's what they eat up there. They eat coons and squirrels. Yes. What about pet coons? No, Jr. They don't. And nobody has a pet coon. And I don't even think it's PC to say that. Let's just scale it back and just say the only coon we talk about is Matt and we hate him. Yes. How about grab them cakes, JYD? Yeah, I'm going to get all damn grab them cakes, baby. Huh? And later he would grab them snack cakes. And that's why uh, your great close personal friend, Dave Meltzer, would refer to him as the junk food dog. Well, you know what? Dave, I'll jump out of, out of his ringside seat. Somebody probably gave him that ticket for and say that to dog's face. That's the dog saying right now. Where that Dave Meltzer sitting at? I'm going to whoop his ass. Uh, for to be a jockey dog, I will chalky you with for to my jacket, and I humble you. Cheeky like dog though. And then pointy ass shoes and shit, man. That that shit would hurt too. You get you get one of those like curled up toes stuck in your eye or your ear. That could, that could leave a massive scrape. I'm telling you right now. Oh, and what's this guy? What's the referee's name? That's uh crib keeper Jones. How could you forget old crib keeper Jones? His real name was old crib keeper Johnson, but he had to change it. Cause you know, didn't everybody want, knew. didn't want fans looking him up in the phone book. Exactly. 
how long were you in the business before you had an unlisted number? Cause back in the day, that was something that you had to request. Um, well, see, I was really popular as a young man. I, I had to do that as a, as a kid. So I was unlisted, I was unlisted from the time I was like 18 years old. So as soon as you had a phone, you were unlisted. Correct. I thought because that, that's it, there was a there was a, a status to that. Hey, what's your number? I can't tell you, man. It's unlisted. Otherwise, people could just look you up. You could call four one one and say, "Yeah, I, I need." Uh, could you please connect me to Bruce Pritchard? And bam, they're through. They're talking to you. Nobody needs that. What? Nothing. I don't say anything. What do you think about the full Nelson? Should we have the full? Oh my gosh. That's an interesting way to reverse out of it. Just throw your butt right into his dick. Well, yeah. And there's a damn clothesline for Shiki to stop too. Can you and I get some custom shoes that are like Shiki baby boots with the curly toes? Well, we could, but that would cost extra. How about, how about JYD? This is one thing that I, I like to, to bitch at, especially old timers that, that actually they can be, can do it. Oh, Meltzer got kicked out of the seat and the real ticket holder showed up. He was probably timing matches. Yeah. They, they see he's gone now. Now you're sitting there with Wade Keller. I think then that guy looked like you a little bit. No, no, a little bit. Give me that. No, Shiki, Shiki, then those are extra. But JYD's got the boots that zip. They got a zipper up the side. So he, he laces them motherfuckers once and then just zips them up the rest of the time. That's, that's a lazy man boot. Yeah. I, uh, I heard Jake Roberts once explain how many, uh, minutes he spent a week lacing and unlacing his boots and he did the math on it and he said if i do this for 20 more years i will have wasted x number of days of my life and he that day decided to order boots that he could just pull on exactly and before jake went to the wwe he had just the boots like the cowboy boots he wore all the time that's what i mean he went to those and then vince wanted him to wear the lace-up boots that were snakeskin and he didn't want to do it and that's when Vince, you know, he's like, Hey, I want you to wear tights, not the karate pants. I want them to be neon colored with a snake down the side. And I want you to wear lace up boots that, uh, are made out of snake print. And Jake said, well, I don't want to, and I want you to carry a snake to the ring. He said, well, I don't like snakes. And I don't want to do any of that. He said, well, I've got a position that pays double what you're doing now, but that's what's going to happen. So magically he got over all that. How about there? Here he is. Terry Funk himself in the WWF. How fun and rare is this to see Terry Funk in the WWF? He's telling Gene Okerlund, your mother's a whore. And if you look right now, Gene, I've got June to back it down my lip because they want me to be a crazy-ass cowboy. It's not a stretch for me, Gene, because, my God, I know your mother, and I'm going to go out in Chicago tonight, and I am going to take every one of those whores and spit my tobacco juice on them right like this. 
What a shot. And by the way, if you notice, there is a lens in front. There's a piece of glass or plastic in front of the camera lens because it's moving (laughs) independently of the camera. Everything about this is just primitive and fun. And here's your boy. What's your favorite? Who's my boy? Moondog. That's Spot. You and Spot, I heard, used to make omelets together. We did. That's what I was told. That, that would that would be untrue. That's old Larry Latham. He's from Tennessee. I heard that you and him would get together and make omelets, bologna omelets. Well, ain't nothing wrong with a bologna omelet. You're a disgusting motherfucking human. Why? A bologna omelet. You've never had a bologna omelet. I'm never going to. Why not? Because bologna's fucking disgusting. Oh my god, man! Fried bologna with oh. mustard. I want to fucking never be your friend now. Dude, there is nothing better than a fried bologna sandwich with mustard, yellow mustard. Not any of that brown bullshit. Oh, really? See, Terry's telling, telling old Moondog Spot, right now, all we have to do is find some bologna. And if we get some bologna, you fry it in the pan, and then you put yellow mustard on it like an egg-sucking dog. Dave Hebner, your official. That's a skinny ass Dave Hebner right there too. God damn, look at him. Terry's trying to convince old Spot Spot Dog Moon to to go out of the ring and we'll both be counted out. Yeah, that's his gimmick, as he's saying, let's just split the money and we'll just both be counted out. So they're out together and the ref's gonna start the count. Sounds like a good plan to me. It sounds like some shit you would pitch. Well, uh, he's falling for it. God damn you bastard. I'm going to double cross you and I'm getting back into <coughs> where the hell are you? God damn it. I don't want to win this match. I got to work again. Then Terry Funk. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Spot dog moon made it in time. How about that silly shit finish? I got to tell you, that was a great finish right there. It was creative, but let's run through this so far, guys. We've already seen six matches, four minutes, Thank nine God. seconds, three minutes, three minutes, three minutes, seven, 17 seconds. And now we're on to our next one, which of course will be our next to last first round match. Tito Santana taking on the magnificent Morocco. Now you got to admit so far, this, just this segment right here is better than anything on Halloween havoc. (laughs) What Halloween havoc? What are you talking about? Whatever that shit is. You made me watch a few weeks ago. Oh oh, yeah. 19 hours of my life. I will never get back. I blocked it out. Some of our fans are still listening to it. (laughs) Howard Finkel. Now would someone open my microphone and cue me? Come on now. The winner of this contest, Larry Latham. He's a nice old guy. Is he still around? I don't know. Let's find out. No. Nope. Put in that Google thing. Larry's, Larry's passed on? About 16 years ago, Bruce. Oh, shit. I missed him. <laughs> That's terrible. He was only 51, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, he died in the ring at Jerry Lawler's birthday bash. 
No. In Memphis. I knew Jerry Lawler killed a lot of towns, but I did not know he killed Moondog Spot. That's fucked up. We got to ask him about that next time. I'm going to ask him about that next Monday. All right. So here you go. The rock, the original rock. How do you prefer your rock in wrestling? Cindy Lauper, Dwayne Johnson, or Don Morocco? Well, you also got to go back to the original rock and roll express, or you could go to just the buck rock and roll zoom off a lot of roles in here. So you know what? Fuck them. Um, Don, the rock Morocco. I don't know. How do you get, how do you get the rock out of Don? His name, his last name is Morocco. Yeah. Morocco is Hawaiian. Yeah, but rock is right in the middle. Ma and O are on the outside. But it's really rock or like rack, Morocco. I don't know what you're Should saying. Should it be Morocco? Well, I mean, you, shouldn't your name be something different too? No, it shouldn't. Okay. Arriba. Tito Santana. You want to know something that Tito never had the opportunity to do? Look at that belt, man. Yeah, the old original AC. He never, ever had the opportunity to have lunch with Pancho Villa. And I happen to know for a fact that that is one of the biggest regrets of his life. Really? Yeah. Ooh, look at the rock tear that shirt off. Could you line it up? I know someone who knows... Someone who once had lunch with Pachovia. If you were to count how many times Ricky Ricky Steamboat, goddammit, Tito Santana and Don Morocco worked, holy uckfay. They had a few matches in their day against one another. What a hell of a damn issue they had back in the day. I don't know that uh, you've seen it. I don't know that I've even shown you, but did I show you that I... uh... I found the old intercontinental belt. This one. No, not this one. The one before. What was the one before? You know, the one that Pat Patterson and Ken Patera and Pedro and Morocco had. That's not this one. No. Oh shit. You have it. Yeah. Can I have it? I got a little, that could be like my housewarming gift. Uh, I got you your housewarming gift. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I got you a good deal on your home loan at SaveWithConrad.com. Damn. Well, it was just so damn easy that you forget about it because it's done, and I saved so much damn money that I've got money left over. And you will, too, at SaveWithConrad.com. Now licensed in more than 40 states. No payments for two months. And get a deal with who? Me save with Conrad.com NMLS number six, five, zero eight, four equal housing lender. Thanks for letting me have a little inter- impromptu plug there, man. We don't see enough backslides in wrestling. I need more backslides in wrestling. You do. Where you, you do. Where, where are you at on backslides? You for them? I'm for them. Uh, well, you know what? Rick Flair lost the NWA world heavyweight championship to a backslide in the, uh, in Texas stadium to carry Von Eric. So they work. It's a, it's a damn good hold. It's a good finisher because you're kind of half-ass upside down there, Connie. Oh man. Kicked him right in the face. 
Not once, not twice, but three times. Four. Well, he's not very babyface like with all them face kickings. Well, they've got a lot of history here between all the rock Rocky Donnie Maraki and uh Tito Santana. But here's the little things. Okay. I'm gonna get into into some of my pet peeves that, that pisses me off nowadays. Look at Tito Santana's boots. Yeah. And when the camera comes around, you get to see the front, you'll see that they are laced perfectly. In addition, they are tied in a knot in the corner, and the laces are tucked deep down inside of the boot. So you don't see any loose laces. Right. They're uniform. They're absolutely perfect. His uh, socks come out exactly the same height on both, both boots. It's uniform. His knee pads are pulled up the way that they should be. His trunks are there, and he's got his his string inside of his trunks where it belongs. So what's Adam Rocco's a heel. He can have his out. But that's called professionalism. Look at the fucking boots. That's a professional right there. I'm just saying. Wait a minute. You just let Ricky Steamboat wrestle in his goddamn footy pajamas. You didn't say shit. I, did you hear? I, I said about his. I said I hated him. But, you know, but, but Ricky, when he did wear boots, he wore them properly. So you're saying these days, a lot of the boys are not lacing their boots to your satisfaction. No, they're not. And they don't, they don't put the same kind, they don't put the same kind of thought in just in, into the way they look at every little fucking detail that the old pros, man, before you even walked out of the locker room, you had to have your shit together. The old timers wouldn't let you walk out of the locker room. Damn it. Just saying. There's a power slam before there were power slams. I ain't mad at it. The fuck was that? What do you mean? That was the finish? Yeah. What's the referee looking at? Uh-oh, Tino. No, it wasn't the finish after all. Oh, I know what it was. That Mr. Foogie got involved. That damn old The fuck. referee caught him. Damn old Foogie. Yep. Mr. Mr. Fugi and Howard Finkies. Or in, in Spanish, Senor Howard Finkles. He never had lunch with Pancho Villa either. Yeah, Tito, Tito fucking knows, man. He had that fucking cane right there and he did something. The camera completely missed it. But you can see it was a late arriving crowd as all those seats have now filled up. Capacity crowd here at the Rosemont Horizon tonight. Uh, 40,000 plus hanging from the rafters at least. And look at the fucking triceps on the goddamn Morocco. He's a big one. Inside cradle gets the win. Fucking A. Next. You know why? Because the inside cradle will beat a man's ass. That's right. Uh, next up is our last first round tournament match. It's going to be Paul Orndorff and Bob Orton. Uh, but first, two of, man, look at this duo. Is that like two of the best of all time ever on camera? Well, that and the fact that Bobby is wearing a members only jacket. He's the last member. Is he? I, you know what? I don't even know if that's a real members only jacket. That may have been a ripoff. How do you, I mean, who ripped off a members only jacket? It certainly made to look like it. Wait a minute. That's not even a real Rolex he's wearing. Yeah, that, that is real Rolex. No, it's not. 
Yeah, it is. That's some bullshit. No, that's a real Rolex. He's got his BH little little pinky finger thing. And but the members only jacket is not a real members only jacket. Like king, I don't think it is. Is that like a bullshit King Midas Rolex? Because that is not uh a day date or a date just. Well, it's a Rolex. No, it's not. Yes, uh, it is. How about that gold chain he's wearing? He's almost wearing it like a choker. Well, that's got his his name in Hebrew. By the way, do you know what it means in 2019 if a girl wears a choker necklace like that? What does it mean? It means fucking roll tide, son. One like Bobby's got? No, just, you know how a few years ago that was like the thing. Well, there's still some girls hanging on to that, and they're nice girls. And how 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 would you know this? Okay, they were so they were three years ago when I was single. I don't know what they're doing in 2019. But you said 2019 specifically. Well, you have I, a friend that has told you this because <laughs> if that friend is Dave Silva, let me let me tell you from personal experience, his information is probably dead ass fucking wrong. Well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? I'm just saying that Dave lies and doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about most of the time. Maybe it's just a thing with people named Dave. Okay. I didn't know Dave Silva was a liar. You're saying Dave Silva is a liar. I'm saying Dave Silva is full of shit. Well, I know for sure that's not true because he blew up the production bathroom. We had two people in Baltimore take shits that were so incredibly offensive that it cleared out the entire production office. Why would you allow him to do that? I wasn't in there. But one, but, I, 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 but one of them was Dave Silva. Do you want to guess who the other one was? Matt Coon? No, he's been a guest on one of our shows, maybe more than one. And, uh, someone else who was a guest on our show once told the story that this person's flashlights was so bad. They had to sell the car. He farted in. I don't know the blue meanie. Oh God. Yeah. Well, could you imagine when those gates of hell separated and whatever was stuck inside of there was allowed to escape. Al snow told the story that. Uh, when he was training Manny, that Manny would, uh, would ride with him and he would, you know, hit towns with him and he would rip ass into his cloth seats of this automobile. And he says that it was so horrific. The gas smells that he had to sell the car and no one would even buy the car. Cause when they come check it out, there was just overwhelming doo-doo smells that he could not Febreze away. And that was before Febreze. Yeah, so this is, uh, there you go. The blue guy would make you blue in the face trying to hold your breath because of his, his, his crazy levels of doo-doo smells. So you allowed the blue meanie and Dave Silva both to use your facilities and they both just destroyed your production area. Well, you know, I'm a sucker for that. I don't know if you remember, but Jeff Jewett here from doodoo-trucking.com years ago took a shit so absurd upstairs in my house that it fucked up the plumbing for the whole house. Like I had to hire multiple plumbers to come out and undo what he did. It's always good when you have a house guest who comes and says, um, I'm sorry to bother you. Do you have a plunger? <laughs> yeah. Bobby Heenan. When I went through, uh, to look at a condo many, many years ago, Bobby came with me. And he asked the guys who walked in, he says, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you got a bathroom I can, I can just use real quick. And Bobby disappeared into the bathroom and it's, 
the place is empty. It's not that big of a place. And all you hear is, uh-oh. <laughs> Moppy came out. And that was the first thing he asked. He said, um, do you have a plunger? And the guy looked at me and looked at me and goes, uh, no, I, I don't. He says, Bruce, we should probably go. I, I don't I don't think this place is going to work for you. And he didn't really do anything, but it was a good rip. But Jewett messing up your house, that's nice. Yeah. And I'm going to live here for a long time, as you know. And my pl- my plumbing may never be the same. I never, I never did that at your house. No, you always went downstairs and you would just send it right into the foundation. Exactly. You that way routine. I could get my butt washed. You had a routine. I did. I would go downstairs. I, I would, I would get up. I would walk out of my suite and I would go right into the elevator and I would take the elevator all the way down to the, to the last floor, way down at the bottom. <laughs> and and I would get out and I would make the trek to the to the doo-doo haven and I would I would go poopies and, and it had a nice little bidet and I would get my hiney washed and then I would walk in to the tanning thing and I would tan and then I would go from the tanning booth into the gym and I would ride my bike for 45 minutes. And then I would go upstairs and bathe. And you would clean the sweat and the doo-doo. And the doo-doo was clean from the ass washer in the toilet in the uh, bottom floor across from the flare suite. Well, <laughs> what? It's down the hall from the flare it suite. It was in a whole, yeah, it was down the hall, but that was in a whole different wing of the house. Why do you make my house sound gargantuan? Why are you doing because that? Because it is fucking gargantuan. My house is smaller than your new house. Not even close. Yeah, my, uh, my, my house could fit in your lower level what, and you'd still have room. Are you talking about my colon? Your lower level down there. What is that? The third or the fourth floor? You know what? I always forget because I, you got all those, you, the, the one elevator goes down <laughs> to all of them. How many bars do you have in your house? I don't know. What type of question is that? Well, okay. Let me just say, how many bars do you have in your house? I don't know. Well, all right. Well, let me see. One, one two, two, three, four, three, five, four, six. Five. Just six. Okay. Six. That's five more than I have in mine. How much snow do you get at your house? I bet you're going to beat me there. I bet you I haven't yet. But I bet you that I got more fucking leaves falling than, uh, uh-oh, Bob Orton went right on his pee-pee. Why, why didn't that match stop? Well, because he can continue. See, and you may not know this, but Bob Orton had his pee-pee in a cast. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. He didn't have, he didn't need Bluetooth. He had a permanently hard dick. When things are explained logically, it logically makes sense. By the way, do you think, uh, just looking at Paul Orndorff, I mean, he, sort of fashioned himself as a bodybuilder was manscaping back then. Absolutely. Uh, but if only he had manscaped to manscape, he wouldn't have any of those nicks and cuts that he had back then. And if he'd only use manscape, how easy it would be. Bruce, tell us a story about whenever you've hurt your balls manscaping. 
Well, here's the deal, Conrad. When you use some of them clippers that are not for your private area, there is a good chance that it could get snagged, or especially if they're of, of an older age, they can get snagged and it can cut you, and it's not that comfortable. But manscaping, okay, with the manscape clippers, you can't cut yourself. You can, like, you get everything in as, as close as you could possibly get. No nicks, no cuts, no tugging, no nothing. Just clean, smooth. Smooth, and here's why it's smooth. Uh, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. In fact, their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, which means you won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Don't blade your balls, boys and girls. You don't need color on your sack meat. Uh, all you need to do is know that hygiene is important. And if you think you've got a good trimmer right now down there, and it's the same one you're using on your face, you're a nasty bastard. Instead, you should be going the other way with our crop preserver, also exclusive to Manscaped. What is it you ask? Well, it's anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And Bruce, I've got great news for you. Do you know who's using Manscaped and, and, and all their products right now? Besides me and Kane Thomas Pritchard, who? It's our great friend, Bru- uh, Dave Silver. Oh my God. So here's the deal. I got it. I got a set delivered to the office for him. I got one for my dad. I sat him down. I gave him the speech. And did you show him how to use it? I did. I was a good friend. I demonstrated. And then they went home and fast forward to this past weekend. I'm in Baltimore. I'm outside of Jimmy's famous seafood. Uh, just catching a breath of fresh air in between all the festivities for Tony's birthday party on Thursday and our, uh, our gimmick attorney, the Costco of trademarks, Michael Dawkins is there and Dave Silva's with us and his wife, Heather comes looking for us. And when she comes out, I said, Hey, Mrs. Silva, I got a question for you. And she said, what's that? And I said, have you noticed anything new about Dave lately? She's like, what do you mean? And I said, you know, down there. And she said, Oh my God, thank you so much. And I'm like, really? And Dave and everybody starts laughing. And she said, he's never smelled so fresh down there. And I said, Dave, what do you normally smell down there? And Dave was like making a face like he's thinking about it. And he's like, "Mm, old guacamole. And now he smells fresh as a daisy. And apparently it's, uh, it's safe to eat too. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code wrestle 20 at manscaped.com. That's wrestle 20 W R E S T L E two zero at manscaped.com. And you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. So one more time, get 20% off and free shipping with our promo code wrestle 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use the promo code wrestle 20, I think I'm going to vomit. You're vomiting because you're thinking about junkyard guacamole. Oh, well, you don't want your nuts to smell like that. Don't do it. No Well, You want your, no, that's why you manscape. By the way, how about in the second round here, the quarterfinals, if you will, we're going to get a rematch with Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat coming up. Are you excited? Well, actually, this is not even, this is the first match versus the rematch. 
The rematch would have been WrestleMania 3, and then they probably went back to remember that match at the Wrestling Classic that we had that was a classic, so therefore we got to have another classic at the classical WrestleMania 3. Okay, you're right. My apologies. Yeah, see, there you go. This this stick pointer here thing is hilarious because first wow, I mean the graphics for this dude, and there's just Velcro. These are just regular pictures. They got printed at the one hour photo down at the CVS. How about Funk with his back to it, and dudes just randomly walking in. Hey, are they done shooting yet? No. And the old lady, look at the look at the dude looking around the corner, or the lady looking around the corner. They both and the guy's picking his nose on camera. It's oh tremendous. And this is up in the second tier of, I, I recognize it now because they're shooting out there a little more. This is the second tier where the, the second story of the dressing rooms there, the old uh, Rosemont Horizon guys used to go up, and they're in the basically in the little cubby, the vomitorium. What's that? I don't even think right it's a real there. thing. What's that? I don't think that's a real word. You don't think what's a real word? Vomitorium. I, I know you used it, and Corey Graves used it on TV right after you said it, but it's a fucking not real thing. You don't know what a vomitorium is. No, we've talked about this on the show. Well, that's because it's a word, and it's such a thing, and it's such a place. And each, old each of a Roman series times, of entrances or exit passages in front of uh, or in an ancient Roman amphitheater. So people used to go and get sick and vomit because they drank so much. A place in which, according to popular misconception, the ancient Romans are supposed to have vomited during feasts to make room for more food. Right. A vomitorium. Man, how about this? The tale of two bodies here. Dynamite Kid and adorable Adrian Adonis. He's not, is he adorable yet? Oh, he's super adorable right here. You got a good point. And he never actually, I guess until he, he really went, uh, full on adorable. Adrian always kind of had that fucked up color hair. You know, he had, he had the black hair and then for the longest time, it just was like a, a bad bleach job. I kind of liked it myself. I just wanted my hair to be like adorable Adrian. You know, you bleached your hair when you were a kid, didn't you? No, I've never done it, but I, I've, I've told, uh, would you, yeah, I would do it. I think we got to find a, a cool reason to do it, but I would do it. Would you bleach your hair, but keep your beard black? Of course. I'm not an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. But what, I might right, do, what I might do is do the mustache blonde superstar Steiner Hogan style. Hmm. Blonde mustache, black beard, blonde hair. Okay. Could you do a leopard print in the back of your head too? I don't know how to do that. I don't either, but somebody there in Huntsville has probably got like outside of their store. We do leopard print haircuts. Uh, see, I don't do that either. I've got a, a lady who comes to the office to cut my hair. I'm going to have to let her do it. Well, Jesse Ventura is up and out. He's gone. Where are you going, Jess? You're going to have to go through 90,000 people to get out of here tonight. They're hanging from the rafters. Jesse just walks dead ass down the center of the aisle. You know, I'm trying to think here. This is 1985. They hadn't full on gone to the uh, arena 
television taping as of yet, too. They were still doing Allentown and uh, Harrisburg. So this was this was like a big deal to do this. They did WrestleManias and closed circuit TV. This is the first ever pay-per-view, just solely pay-per-view event that uh, anyone had ever done, like you know, from wrestling. You're watching history in the making right here. I ain't mad at it. No, and the one guy in the front is is trying to yell encouragement there to the British Bulldog. Dynamite kid. And he's got a buffalo on his butt. What's that about? What's that a boot? A buffalo. Listen to you. Hey, did you see over the weekend our friend Cassio Kid um put out a picture of himself where he said uh, he was wearing like some Jordans and some faded jeans and a button up and a beanie and he had like a, I don't know, like a rapper pose. And he says, name this rapper, wrong answers only. Did you see that tweet? I did. It got like half a million impressions or something. It's the biggest tweet he ever did. But some of the responses were hilarious. Uh, there was this one response that I thought was the funniest of all. Three Twix Mafia. <laughs> about, I like it. About uh, two chins. I like that too. Sure sweats a lot. <laughs> okay. Chunky Cole Medina. I like uh, Chunky Cole Medina's got it for me so far. Marshmallow Mathers. Can't Funky run, Cole. Yeah. Can't run DMC. I kind of dig that one too. Can't run DMC. Butter Rhymes. <laughs> MC Lipitor. Okay. Well, that's my new favorite. MC Lipitor. No Malone. MC Lipitor. Swell a wolf. <laughs> MC Lipitor. Cheese Whiz Khalifa. Okay. Well, so it takes over. Thicky Minaj. Cheese Whiz Khalifa. Chris Pringles. Notorious BMI. Tubba Sparks. A tribe called Cholesterol. Tribe called cholesterol. <laughs> Snacklemore. Pig bun. A tribe called cholesterol. I'm sticking with it. Never last. <laughs> run, you feed me. I like run, you feed me. But he couldn't run. That's like I tried to, I, I was, I was saying some, oh, I know what it was. Uh, my daughter looked at a picture and she says, what, what is this from us? So that's when I was running the TriStar and the TriStar was part of your black belt test. Okay. Very difficult test that you have to, that you have to run. I said, I was running the TriStar and she just started laughing so hard. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is, what's she laughing at? What's so funny? And she just got so tickled with herself. And I'm like, what is it? She goes, you said you ran. (sighs) And that tickled her for like 20 minutes. That is funny. Not really. Cause I, I ran. I was a motherfucker. What about ham master J ham master J is good. Vanilla twice. <laughs> Wheezy E. Wheezy E is good. Elf broke well, the shelf. Nah. Anyway, check it out. Cheese Cass- whiz kid. Hey, I'm not mad at it. At Cassio's kid. 
or I'm sorry, at Cassio's cut is the name of the account, but at the Cassio kid is where you can find our friend, the show fun tweet though. It made me think of you this weekend, by the way, I went to Sabatino's. Yeah. When was the last time you were in Sabatino's? Probably 12 years. So I went for lunch and I had just left the box office and picked up tickets and there was a bunch of them and the, um, the uh, waitress comes over and says, Oh, is the wrestling in town? And I said, yes, ma'am. It is. And she said, uh, Oh, okay. Who's wrestling. And I said, are you a wrestling fan? And she said, no. I said, well, were you ever a wrestling fan? And she said, yeah, y'all are some big boys. Are any of y'all wrestlers? And I looked down and I see our gimmick attorney, Michael Dawkins at the end. And I said, oh yeah, I got down there at the end. That's Chris Jericho. She's like, that's not Chris Jericho. And I said, I didn't think you watched wrestling. She said, well, I did. And he has long hair. I'm like, yeah, that's a wig that he wears on TV. It's a character he plays. That's not his real name either. That's just the character he plays. And that character has long hair, but in real life, he can take the wig off. And this way, nobody bothers him. He can just have like a low key lunch and, and have some peace and quiet. So she gets all excited and comes back later and says, Hey, the night bartender and the night head chef, they're both huge wrestling fans. Do you think I can get her picture and autograph with Mr. Jericho for them? I'm like, no problem. Let me work it out. She goes away. And while she's away, I say, Hey, Dawkins, I told the waitress, you're Chris Jericho. So when she comes back, she's going to ask for a picture and autograph. Just go with it. And everybody looks at me like that is the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And sure enough, she comes back and I said, Hey Jericho, she wants to grab a pic and an autograph. That's okay. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'd be delighted. Well, as soon as she comes around to take the picture, literally the other 11 people at the table, all put their head down in shame and start playing with their phone. Like, I can't believe we're doing this. But when we left, that lady was convinced she got to meet the great Chris Jericho. Well, Conrad, here's what I need to know. Okay. Why does Castro kid have a pin tweet of me? And it says, when you ask your wife where she wants to go for dinner and she replies, I don't care. And then it says false. What, what is going on here? What do you mean? That's an old, it's been pinned there since we were on the WWE since network since June of, nice. ni- of, of, tw- of 19, of 1918 of 2018. Yeah. I love him. It's funny. Is it not? It is funny. It is funny. I, I don't know where those glasses are though. Did you lose those? I, um, I kind of broke them. And I put them away to go get them fixed, and I lost them. By the way, since we've been recording just now, uh, your great close personal friend who doesn't even know a guy named Taylor gave us a call. Ah, I like it. I took you a minute, yeah. but you figured out who I'm talking about. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go doot, doot, doot something right in the ring right now. Yeah, freak out, freak out. Yeah, uh-huh. And Randy's wearing a different uh, a different robe for this, too. That some bitch changed clothes a lot. Yeah, can't have a match in dirty, stinky trunks, uh-huh. Obviously, Ricky Steamboat can. He's still got his kung fu shoes on. Yeah. Not fair. Take them off. Uh-oh. These robes that Macho Man's wearing, what do you think he had to invest in those? 
And and these back in the day, man, not a whole lot. These are probably maybe a couple thousand dollars. There's but, no uh, way. No way. Oh yeah. Well, they saw him coming. Well, no, they were, they were nice. They just, you know, years later, they were a little more extravagant. By the way, in this era, uh, Ricky Steamboat is, um, uh, a newlywed with Bonnie Hastings, the, the famed Bonnie Steamboat that we've talked about on wrestling podcasts for years. I got married in 1985. Oh, hell. So this is what you would call the beginning of the end. <laughs> this is what momentary momentary uh, happiness looks like, folks. Yep, that's what a stiff punch in the face looks like. Yeah, uh-huh. Randy Savage, by the way, uh, had been married to Miss Elizabeth since 84. They would get divorced in 1992. Did they get divorced in 92 or 94? 92, I guess, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, shit happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, you get married on TV, you're going to get divorced. That shit just kind of happens. That's why I didn't get married on TV. Number oh. one reason right there. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Can you imagine the ratings that a brother love wedding would have done? If you, if you would have done that, WCW may have won the fucking war. Well, you see that? I don't know if that's true or not. I think that my that, that my wedding would have just drawn huge ratings. Be huge. Uh, are they gonna? Is he gonna get dropped on his wee wee? Like what happened to the bulldog of Britannia earlier? Boy, I sure hope not. That'd be pretty bad, wouldn't it? Dude, nobody wants wee wee droppings. Or well, I guess it is the same thing. Wee wee droppings. By the way, since Look. we're talking about droppings, have you gotten a uh, a washlet installed at your new home yet? Well, here's the thing with that. Um, the answer is it came with one, but it, I, I'm not fond of it. It's not like my other one. It doesn't clean your ass to your satisfaction. Not, not to my satisfaction. No, the other, uh, my, the one that I used to have, which makes me think right now, Conrad, I've got to write it down. I'm going to order one tonight, a new one. Boy, you can't the have sound. Do you, do you hear this right now? That that's bidets. Yep. I'm not going to plug the thing cause they're not paying me for it. But, um, yeah, I just, boom, damn right there. You know, the best one though. Which one? Yeah, the best one is a is a is is a four letter word. Uh, that's what I have now. Not not no. Now hang on, you got the wrong one because you loved mine. I got the. I'm not, I'm not talking about them random ones. I'm talking about the one in my room. Yeah, th- this is this is like one of them. It's got the 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 thing on the wall and all that crap. I just I don't know. It's not getting in there good enough for you. No, it's not. I, I need him to dig and oscillate. Uh, you know, mine does that. I guess we should talk about this, uh, explain this to our listeners. We, we like washlets to clean out our buttholes here on this show. And, uh, what that does, is it takes your, your water source from your toilet and it shoots water up your rectum. And we like the ones that oscillate and pulsate 
You can adjust the temperature, the placement, the whole deal. And for ladies, they've even got a front cleaner as well. And mine has a dryer. Yeah. So you can actually dry it off. And it's a, you can adjust the temperature of the water. It, and you obviously have a heated toilet seat. You're not a heathen. And mine's motion detection. So as you approach it, it raises the lid. As you walk away, it closes. It'll flush on its own, the whole deal. And I highly recommend it. I've got three or four in my house. And uh, it sounds like you're about to have at least two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to get three actually. Well, when, when one is in the Conradison suite, cause you told me I get my own room at your house. You do when that happens and I've got, a, and I've got a, a washlet. I'll come visit. Okay. Oh, there's Moondog spot chewing on a dog bone. Yes, he is. Cause he already outsmarted Terry Funk and he's thinking right now, well, I wonder what I'm going to do for Jerry Lawler's birthday. By the way, we should mention Randy Savage just got the pin in four minutes over Ricky's theme boat, but junkyard dog is about to wrestle moon dog spot. So, I mean, wasn't, wasn't spot worried. He has a dog's name and he has a dog bone and he's wrestling a junkyard dog. It feels like he should know he's about to get his ass whooped. It's going to be a dog fight for well, ultimate dog supremacy. Well, your dog. Look at how they're shooting off the fucking set. They got the guys behind them walking behind them. This, oh, who's that fucking guy? It's a security guy. He's wearing an orange jacket. Oh my god, it's horrific. The production element of this is what makes it the best show in WWE history. And still, it's better production than Halloween Havoc. I hate you. Because you know it's true. It's not true, but it is true. Did you know that up to 80% of the immune system is influenced by the gut or that supporting the immune system through proper diet and digestive health enables pets to better fight environmental allergies. Solid gold is passionate about gut health because a healthy digestive system positively impacts the immune system and overall wellness of pets. Solid gold was the first holistic pet food company in America started back in 1974 by Sissy McGill. Sissy was a trailblazer and a pioneer who disrupted a male-dominated industry and created a natural pet food before it was cool. Sissy was inspired by European pet food and the fact that European Great Danes lived longer than American counterparts. In her first recipe, Hundenflocken has now provided high-quality nutrition and digestive health for over 20 generations of dogs. Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high quality food is the best way to impact our pets, mind, body, and spirit. And for over 45 years, solid gold has revolutionized the holistic pet food category. And they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including whole grain and grain free options, wet food supplements like seal meal and 100% human grade bone broth for dogs. Solid gold foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods balanced with living probiotics and fuel with omega three and six fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet both inside and out. And right now, solid gold is offering our viewers 30% off your first order by visiting solidgoldpet.com slash wrestle. That's solidgoldpet.com slash wrestle. And you'll get 30% off your first order. One more time. Remember, it's solidgoldpet.com slash wrestle, and you get 30% off your first order. 
And Bruce, you've been using this on your pets for a while. And you tell me Dodger goes nuts for this stuff. Well, Dodger's not going to eat his evening meal without his bone broth. And solid gold has the absolute best and he loves it. And it's all that the Dodge man gets. And if only JYD and if only Moondog spot had solid gold, then he wouldn't got his ass whooped there by that big thumping dog. JYD. Man, we talked about solid gold longer than the match lasted. And they had no referee in the match and dog just counted it down himself. And when we counted it, because we're the WWF and rules don't matter. Well, they do. It was, it was a pin. It, it, clearly evidenced by the videotape that had not been doctored. Okay. Is this the same promo? Because since we can't hear it, it looks like the same thing. Is Bobby still wearing his members only jacket? I think they're just buying it's not, time. You don't think they're just buying time? No, I don't. I don't think that time was to be bought at, uh, back in this period. I think that it was pretty much, well, we're going to have a show and we're going to put it on this thing called pay-per-view and hopefully people will buy it and it'll be like having house shows all over the country at the same time. Hmm. But pay-per-view was in its infancy at this time. And it wasn't something that was easy to get like it is now. You just mash a button. Then you had to go and you had to get a box and they had to come out to your house and they had to install the box and then you had to pay money and put a down payment on the box. And then they would come back and they would give you your down payment back. And then you had to pay for the fucking thing. And it was kind of a pain in the ass, but it was still new. Howard Finkel. And Orndorff didn't shave his arms either. Damn it. I know that that freaks you out. Cause see, I like to shave my arms and shave under my arms and shit like that. It's smooth. It makes you look not as, as fat when you shave your belly. Dusty Rhodes taught me that. Dusty Rhodes taught me that. Yeah. But how not to make your belly so, look so big, baby. If you shave it down, you, it slims you down a little bit, baby. So if you just like shave your belly and shit, it'd be people go, oh my God, Conrad, what'd you do? Drop like 90, 80 pounds? Oh my gosh. Listen to this. What? It's just, it's just nonsense. By the way, We've gone this entire show and not given one time cue. Tell everybody what the time code is for you. Oh, shit. Uh, right now, I am at 123, 42, 43, 44, 45. My God. So, well, oh, my shit. We only have an hour left. Time's flying compared to Halloween having. Oh, yeah. I Fuck. I thought we were like 10 minutes in. This, by the way, is one of the longest matches on the show. I think it's the second longest. It's eight minutes. They putting their time in with the workers, baby. This is your so you know that, You know, Tito Santana had the belly shave. <laughs> it's slenderizing him. Really, he's a big, fat slob, but he got a belly shave, so he looks aerodynamic. Kind of like Virgil did back in the day, baby. He was aerodynamically smooth and shit. He looked hefty when he had clothes on. Took that shirt off, man. People went, holy fuck, man. Look at how slender his belly is because it's so smooth. And you still shave your belly to this day. <sighs> fuck yeah. Which is really unnecessary because who sees it? Actually, nobody. 
I I can't even bear to look at it. <laughs> but it's smooth. I'm just saying. Well, I know, to. I know what else is smooth now, thanks to the new lawnmower 2.0. They always been smooth too. Uh, you, you're a nutsack trimmer from way back, aren't you? Oh, all the way back. When do you think you first started getting rid of your dick hair? Um, junior high school. Really? So back in the sixties. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was that weird when, when, when all the other boys saw? Well, when you explain to them that, that chicks don't like to go, that's how it was explained to me. And I, I just never looked back. Did, did your brother Tom smarten you up on that? Um, well, I guess I, I, uh, a young lady smartened me up to that. Oh, <laughs> really? In middle school? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what were you doing in middle school? You fucking in high, it was in high school. Okay. It was junior in high school. Okay. A jun- I thought you said junior high school, but you said no, a junior no, in high junior school. Junior in high school. I was like, dude, what, what kind of savage seventh grader were you? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So how that about, was what? How about the uh there is a guardrail and then there is a second guardrail with a blue drape on it. I assume the blue drape is just there for television purposes. I don't know, but the you notice that the security is on the outside of the red guardrail in between the red guardrail and the blue guardrail. That's the security when, oh. Yeah, and and then the security guys jump the red guardrail to come up around the ring when the match is over. This is just the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Well, it's not the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Again, at least it seriously, the matches are shorter and better than Halloween Havoc, and the production's ten times the production. But I don't know why, but she's saying shorter and better makes me happy. Well, hey, just saying. Like, don't like them long matches. I don't like them long matches. Yep, they done lose lost. Look at the chick in the red with the bows and shit in her hair. She was all dolled up for this one. Meltzer got kicked out of the front row seats and sent up to the thing. He probably didn't even have a ticket. They probably said, "Hey, and is that Sam Roberts?" Hey, you know what I just realized? <laughs> what? Uh, Friday night SmackDown is coming to Birmingham at the end of the month. Yes, sir. We are. That's like right after Thanksgiving, dude. The Friday is a matter of fact, the Friday after Thanksgiving. So you could come here for Thanksgiving. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to, why wouldn't you just come here? Because I'll be here, but, but it's the next day you'll be here. And then you'll be home for your Friday Thanksgiving or Saturday because you'll be coming to the show. No, I, I can't. Why can't you have Thanksgiving on Saturday? Why? Because Thanksgiving's on Thursday, Bruce. Which you'll be with us. But you could do it here. No, we, we're doing, we're frying turkeys and shit here. Are you going to, uh, to raw in Nashville on December 2nd? I don't know. I'm just saying that I got like two opportunities to hang out with you. And what I'm thinking is if you're thinking what I'm thinking, and I'm thinking what you're thinking. It's like a whole weekend there. Yeah. I don't know if I'm thinking that. 
I can tell. <laughs> yeah, see how you just dumbfounded me and confused me? I did. It was dumbfoundingly confusing. I gathered that. Yeah. Tito Santana with a with a torn peck or something there. It's not his peck, Conrad. Your your peck is your titty muscle. It's probably a hamstring pull or something there. It's, I didn't it's, I've say seen anything it if you're about paying attention there. What are you talking about? I said Tito's got his leg wrapped up. I said Tito's probably got a torn peck. But the peck is the titty muscle. <laughs> what? The titty muscle? Yeah. I don't know why that tickled me, but it did. The idea that I never even considered that was a thing. Hmm. How about uh, Mr. Wonderful here in 85? He's going to, uh, I mean, I don't know. Why don't you think his run as a top heel was more sustained in the WWF? Oh my God. I thought Orndorff had a great run as a heel there. I mean, shit. He went from, you know, WrestleMania one. He went, he went through the brawl to settle you know, the score, or whatever the fuck, all that MTV shit, all the way through WrestleMania one, two, then had the big run with Hogan as a heel after that, after the baby face run, I thought Orndorff had one hell of a great run. And here, you know, here, here's the one thing I never did get though. Mr. Number Wonderful. Instead of just, you could just use the number one and that would be wonderful, but number wonderful. Right. Just that, that's one thing I never really got. Uh, I mean, I guess he's number one and he's durful. He's durful. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's good stuff. He's durful. Well, yeah. And he's number one durful. Or wonderful. Instead of just being wonderful. That way he could be wonderful. But this is, he's a number wonderful. And Howard Finkel's in the ring. They're battling it out on the outside of the ring. And Howard just nonchalantly gets into the ring. And they just stop fighting for whatever reason. Well, the, 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 they counted us out, so we're just going to stop. Yeah, that's it. So what we've got here is a double count out, which means neither will advance. The junkyard dog just lucked into a buy. Well, it was a dog day afternoon. I'm just, I, I wonder how many of the, uh, the folks in the audience here at the Rosemont horizon on this evening are listening to this podcast today. I'm sure most of them are dead. I don't think so. We've got just under an hour left. Well, I'm going to play the audio. Let's mean you lay out and just let the fans listen to this. And, uh, Susan has been busy here with, uh, and now it would appear as though at the end of the quarterfinals, we're going into the semifinals and the dynamite kid is set to square off against the macho man, Randy Savage. You comment on that if you would. Well, I will do, but let me first of all say there's an overall picture developing now 
and it's the most exciting thing. In fact, it's the most exciting happening that I've ever witnessed in wrestling. Now, Randy ever. Savage has had two tremendously hard matches. And why I say exciting is because the Dynamite Kid has had two comparatively easy matches. And now he's going to come against Savage. So that could augur very well for the uh, Dynamite Kid. Definitely the luck of the draw has favoured the junkyard dog. I don't care what you say, he has, he has prospered by the luck of the draw, and he looks a very strong candidate. I like the whole situation. Their nerves must be like very electric wires by now, though. No doubt of that, and of course, as you uh, brought out earlier on, it certainly is going to take their toll uh, uh, physically on each individual. Hey, Conrad. Junkyard dog, of course, with Tito Santana. What's a very metric uh, nerve? I have no idea. I, I have no idea what Alfred just said, other than I think Savage is going to wrestle dog. It's, so does Savage have to face another dog? So Savage is going to have to be like two dogs to be the classic. Well, uh, yeah, because so far he's beat um, Ivan Putsky. Uh, so he beat uh, a Polish hammer and he beat a dragon. And now he's going to have to beat a bulldog and then a junkyard dog. Hmm. It's a dog day afternoon for him. There's red and yellow fingers. And what's the orange finger for? Do you have any idea what that orange finger is? I don't see it. Anything at all. Right behind, right in between them. I see it now. It's not macho, man. What is that? No, I don't know. I mean, it's sticking up there. Is it? No, I don't know. Fuck it. Who who else were the top draws here? Um, JYD, Hulk, um, Steamboat. Andy. Let's look. WWF nineteen. I bet some of our listeners are tweeting us right now as they're hearing this. Angry. How could you not know? She's probably who the just, fuck the orange finger is. She probably just text. Uh, Text Zack Ryder. He probably fucking knows. I mean, I know they had an orange macho madness finger, but that ain't it. Dude, you know what it is? What? It's an orange finger for the fucking security in Chicago. Well, I thought that at first, but I thought you would laugh. Why would I laugh at the right answer? You know, it's a Chicago land, uh, bagpipe troop. Whatever. Maybe it's that's Roddy. what it says right there. Chicago land bagpipe troop. It's gotta be uh Roddy Piper. Yeah. Hot rod right there. You don't always want to that kilt. How many of them did he have? By the way, how about Hogan here in the white dude? Yeah. I always liked the white and I always liked the turquoise. Cause I thought he popped in the turquoise. I always liked the turquoise. Well, let me tell you something, brother. And, and you also get the bandana kind of off to the side a little bit, kind of drooping down the eye. You know, there were different, different little hoax things. And then, it, you know, the more hair he lost, the more they wanted to cover all that up. Here he still had some on top. Granted, not a lot, but he had some. So shit's getting old. <laughs> What? I don't know. Just and I like that championship belt he's got on there too. The Hogan eighty six man. 
but it's 85. Yeah. Why they call it the Hogan 86? Well, because he had a different style. Um, in 85, he had two belts that looked very, very similar. That one was an 84, one was an 85. The shape is almost identical, but there are some differences. And then they went to this one and this is the one he wore. Uh, this is the Hogan 86. And then they did a, a similar one for Hogan 87. Uh, a, a minor difference, not a big difference. And that's the one he wore with Andre, the giant at WrestleMania three. And then of course, in 88 is when we would see the debut of the really famous quote unquote winged Eagle, which is my favorite belt ever. Well, I personally like the one that they had in April of 1944 with the time that it had a dog on it. I don't know. I played for Mercy, and I'm pretty sure that the elephant design that I had submitted was probably liked by everybody, except there was one person that didn't particularly care for it. They liked eagles instead of elephants. Okay. I'm just saying. Is Clint still hanging out? Yeah, Clint's still around. He was at StarCast. All right. I'm taking Clint to get his first pedicure this Friday. Oh, good call. I was told that uh, it looked as if uh, it was going to take three or four to get all the dead skin off. Ooh, wow. I'm going to take some you before get- and after pictures from Evan and put it on Patreon. I like it. You going to do uh, a Manny too? Oh, no, I've never had a manicure. It's not for me. Oh, you got to do both. No, you got to Manny Petty. No, it's about getting the dead skin off your feet so that you're so you're not uh, snagging your sheets and whatever. Well, yeah, but you also want your hands to look presentable as well. You just gonna keep talking over this this world title match here? Hulk well, brother, give me the belt back, dude. Oh. This is a championship fight right here, by God, and this is Roddy Piper at his best. Man, he never stops going. I love Piper in this era, you know, coming out with the, uh, the bagpipes and the kilt and the all blue and just getting after it, man. Everything he did looked like a fight. There was very little wrestling, just brawl, brawl, brawl. It's good stuff. Yes. And he rarely sold for shit. (laughs) Yeah. Roddy wasn't going to sell a whole lot either. It's like, yeah, you know what, man? You're gonna lo- gonna throw some lame ass shit, man. I'm gonna give you a lame ass sell there. Okay, poke me in the eyes. I poke you in the eyes. Here we go, there, Bubba. Okay, yeah, just go ahead and take that. I'm the heel. You're the guy that sells. It's what we do. By the way, I think uh, I think those boots that Piper's wearing, if I'm not mistaken, uh, were just purchased by DoodooTrucking.com's own uh, Jeff Jewett. You know who made those boots? Clifford Macias. Yes, he did. Probably Roddy, you know, not saying Roddy was cheap, but Roddy was cheap. So you asked earlier about his kilt. That kilt he wore forever. Where did it wind and up? It w- Same one, dude. Well, where did it and wind he- up? Where is it now? Do you know? I would hope that Kitty's got it. She sold a bunch of stuff recently. I, yeah, maybe she, I, I just don't know if, uh, it's kind of like the jacket, man. Uh, Rhonda got the jacket, but I don't know where that kilt went. I tried for years to get the kilt that one. And Roddy, you say, yeah, when I hang up the kilt, man, you know, I don't know, but, uh, he had, he had different ones through the years that he would wear from time to time, but that one 
was the one he wore the most. Chat me up. What's your most prized wrestling possession? Uh, probably Maurice. Give the full story for some of our listeners. The death mask of Maurice Tillet, the French angel that was uh, Paul Bosch had, had his death mask bronzed, and there are only a couple of them that exist in the world. And none of them, I have the only bronzed one, but there's uh, a, a plaster or a wax one in York Museum, and then there's a gentleman, I believe, in Milwaukee or Minneapolis, somewhere uh, up there that has a wax of Maurice Tillet's uh, death mask. And that, that's probably the neatest thing that I have. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really into that that much, but I would have loved to have had Piper's kill. That would, cause that would have meant something to me. I have my undisputed something to wrestle with, uh, Bruce Pritchard podcast of the year championship belt hanging right above my head. And the United States, or the U.S. championship belt that Fritz von Erich had back in the day. But that's about it. And I got Paul Bosch's 50-year anniversary trophy, the big seven-footer. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. Lots of pictures, but not – I don't have a lot of that shit. Not like you. You got you got the cool shit. I don't have that cool shit. I have some cool stuff, but – we know some collectors who have a lot cooler. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, uh, is it the fourth floor or the fifth floor where you've got, like, the whole one room? There, is, there are no fourth or fifth floors. You're just making shit up. I am not. Do you or do you not have an elevator in your home? There's no fourth or fifth floor. I have a two-story home with a basement. Okay, so we've established three stories so far. <laughs> In a, in an infinity pool. I have two car garage. You're acting like I got this palatial estate. I got two car garage. How many cars can you fit in your cul-de-sac? I don't know. Never tried. Have to. I've been, I've been there for the parties. Well, the one. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. What's that referee's name again? Bonesaw Jones? No. His shirt got ripped. It's Cryptkeeper Jones. I like Bonesaw better. Bonesaw was uh, Macho Man's nickname in the Spider-Man movie. I know. He took it from uh, Bonesaw here. That was always his favorite referee. Well, I want him to be memorialized in Spider-Man. Yeah. That's why he did the job for Spidey. She loved the shot only of Hogan's finger, and then it goes out of the shot there a little bit. And Piper, God bless him. This is one of the worst damn uh, sleeper holds I've ever seen in my life. Why? It's not how you put a sleeper on. Well, I'll tell you who knows how to put a sleeper on. Well, no, I can't say. Never mind. Vern Gagne? Sure. Yeah. Vern Gagne. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. There you go. Or Mr. Wrestling number two. <laughs> Him too. He, he wore a mask, right? Yeah, him too. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure of his real identity. Yeah. Steve Taylor taking pictures at ringside, by God. Oh, that's him in the corner? Yep. 
One of my favorite pictures that I have in my office is a picture from the Poconos of me in a heart-shaped tub and my brother loves shit and Steve laying down shooting up into the mirror so it gave you one of those infinity effects. Right. And so Steve taking a picture of me in the mirror and it's just a great shot because it's just me and Steve kind of laying. He's laying outside the tub. I'm in the tub, but it's goes on forever. It's a pretty cool shot. Oh my God. Bone saws down. Oh no. Come on. Ah, uh, come on, Roddy. What are you doing with the chair? Ah, oh, to the back. The holster, that's going to leave a mark. That's a I don't yellow know why I went chair, into Lance too. Russell. But. You're in the Lance Russell because it's now one of your low-key best impressions. <laughs> well, if Hogan only had that damn shit and he had it in his trunks at Halloween Havoc, he could burn the mat right now and create a small fire that would then burn Roddy Piper <laughs> and him to... Uh-oh. The, alt, the second worst... Sleeper hold on ever. No, oh my god, it's the worst one ever. Oh my god, Vern Gagne probably taught him that. Ah, uh, bone saw, ring that bell. That's interference right there. I'm pretty sure that the choke that the sleeper had turned into a choke. Two matches and, remain, ladies and gentlemen. Two matches remain. A semifinal tournament match with Randy Savage and the Dynamite Kid. Of course, your main event, Junkyard Dog against someone else. And, uh, of course, the winner of Dynamite Kid, Randy Savage. And somewhere in here, we're going to give away a Rolls Royce. So that's what you've got to look forward to in the next 40 minutes here. So we're home stretching it here on Wrestling Classic from 1985. I'm trying to pick out the cameraman, see if it's any of our uh, old Unitel camera guys that we used to use. It may be Chris DeFury down there. I don't know. No, it's too big to be DeFury. Hulk Hogan now. There, there's a bone saw. Raise that hand. Being saved by Paul Lorndorf. Why is this guy flipping us off with the Hulkamania shit? He's an asshole. So dude flipping us off at the 85 class, Conrad says you're an asshole. I agree. By the way, I feel like we should mention the number one song in America. According to the billboard charts. Do you want to guess what it was? Uh, the tiger, the Miami vice theme. Oh shit. I, the tiger, I guess was a few years before that. Wasn't it? Number two was part-time lover by Stevie wonder. Number three was tears for fears, head over heels. Number four was Glenn phrase. You belong to the city. Number five is starships. We built this city. Number eight, a lot of techno rock in those days, huh? Number eight was take on me by aha. Take on me, take on me, take me home, take on me. Is that, is that right? No, I think you combined several songs there. Well, it's all right. I ain't got a fever, got a permanent disease, and then it's JYD that's gonna talk to me, Gene, right now. You're gonna guess what the number one movie at the box office this week was? 
Um, that week in particular, Planet of the Apes, Death Wish Three, with your man, Charles Bronson. Charlie Bronson. I like me some Charlie Bronson. You know, when you look back, man, go back and watch Death Wish, the original Death Wish. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. That's a violent fucking movie. Do you want to guess what the number one movie of the year was at the box office? I want to guess why the fuck that guy, those guys are back there laughing and shit. I, I would fucking slap. I would be strangling them right now. Dude, it's, it's the most, it's the most Vince McMahon thing ever to watch this show and just pick out all the Vince, the shit that, you know, Vince hates because there's so much. Yeah. It's, it's pretty horrible. All the bright yellow chairs at ringside. They're sitting there empty against a blue backdrop. So what was the number one movie? Uh, Rambo first blood part two. Wow. Number two, Beverly Hills cop. Number three, Rocky four. Those are the biggest weekends anyway of, of the year. Holy shit. The highest grossing movie of the year overall was back to the future. And then my favorite would, movie of all time. And then it would be Rambo and then Rocky four. So quite the year. Damn back to the future. And Randy is in yet another outfit. His third wardrobe change. Conrad, you would, you are the only one that would really appreciate what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to send you a picture. Okay. And <laughs> it doesn't matter. I couldn't figure out my camera. Oh, that's a bad picture. How did I even do that? If you're taking pictures of what's left of your manscaping, you're good. Man, down. why would I do that? Did you just fall? What happened? I don't, I, I couldn't tell you. Oh, I know what happened. I hit the thing and then the other infernum fell off. Conrad, this won't take a picture of this thing. I don't know why. I'm not there, buddy. I'm sending you, I'm sending you a picture of, of, uh, a, Uh, what's right above my desk here in the, in the studio portion of my favorite movie poster. And I finally got it to actually take the picture. So I thought you'd be excited about that. I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm looking. It's at coming. It. I believe you. All right, there we go. It's gone. All right. Macho man and dynamite kid with what Dave Hebner as your referee. Oh, this is from your old studio. I remember this. Well, that was in the, uh, that was in the office, but yeah, this is, that's what I meant. You know, you know, you know what I meant. Either way. I knew what you meant. Hey, so you loved, um, the dark Knight, and you loved Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker in that movie. You recently saw Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker and it's broken every record ever. Uh, what do you think? What's, uh, what's your takeaway on the new Joker? I thought that the new Joker was extremely disturbing and great. I like dark and disturbing. It kind of describes my life. I was going to say it's why we're friends. Yes. But I, I thought that uh, Joaquin Phoenix and that Joker was positively great. What I really loved about the Dark Knight and Heath Ledger's Joker was 
Why so serious? Because it's kind of the motto of my life. Don't take life seriously because you're not going to get out of it alive. There you go. Life's a journey, not a destination. And remember, the light at the end of the tunnel may be you. Oh, yeah, keep killing there, brother. What is yeah, all this, so much shit. What is all this but, weird inspirational shit you're doing right now? Which just musings from Lord Steven Tyler. Okay. He should be a lord, you know that? He should be knighted. Have you, Even though he's have not you seen his either. interviews? He's fucking crazy, dude. Yes, I know. And that's what you like about it? That's uh, so what I love him, man. Okay. Very philosophical. Just saying. It's I hear that you're so tight, you're loving squeaks. It's lyrics like that <laughs> just set people apart. Yeah. No? No. I'm good. And I, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the British Bulldog with the buffalo on his trunks. And um, Macho Man, does, is this a three-star? Yes, it is. It's a three-star trunks uh, with one big star in the middle of his uh, frontal region. Of the no-no area. Yep. First name Macho, last name Men. Check the butt out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Random crowd shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, I'd love to get uh, a pair of those tights. I've never been able to, uh, to land any. Well, Lanny might have some, no? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think I don't think Lanny has much much left at all. I think the collectors have done gone in and collected all they's going to collect. But yeah, the, you know, if you hadn't pointed it out, Conrad, I, I, now it's bugging the shit out of me, the blue and the red barricades, the blue and the red barricades, the weird turnbuckles that there are no pads over there. Uh, the seams through the canvas, just, you know, every 18 inches, another seam. And, yeah, that's um, pretty bad. and then the camera's not. Not a level, it's off center. Just everything about this is very anti WWE. Boy, that was slow motion. Normally everything Dynamite does is, is money, but that was a little delayed. A little reminiscent of the buffalo on his trunks. Just kind of plotting. And here's another very you know, very little small thing that you probably never ever noticed. And until I point it out, you'll go, Oh fuck, I didn't notice that. Steve Taylor, the ringside photographer, has flash on his camera. Yeah, I, I, it's weird that you say that because I have noticed flash bulbs, not just from him. And I know what you're saying. The ringside photographers wouldn't do that anymore. But in the crowd, you're picking up flashes because they've got like the type of camera that your grandma used. And yes. the, the lighting is weird, too. I wanted to ask you about the lighting. It, in this era, do you, were they flying in lights or are those just house lights? I know, I know, um, I know. Back there, but I'm talking about over the ring. Here, these are enhanced lights. The, these are using the house lights, but also bringing in and enhancing the lighting, making it brighter. It was after this when they started. Oh, what a nice finish, man! Randy just hooks the leg. Boom! One, two, three. That, now, come on, that was good. It was good. So, Dynamite Kid nails the superplex, but 
once they're on the mat, Savage uses his own legs to hold Dynamites down. There's your winner. So our, our finale is going to be Junkyard Dog and the Macho Man Randy Savage. But first, we've got to let everybody sort of catch their breath before we come back out of here. So we've got 30 minutes to kill uh, before the end of the show. Now, that does include the main event and what's left after it. But the next segment is going to be a recap and all about a fucking car giveaway. It's not a fucking car giveaway. It's a, it's a Rolls Royce. Now, I mean, this would be like, like you losing an eighth of your car collection. You lost one of your Rolls Royces and you were going to give it away. Listen to you. What? You're just being a dick. Why am I being a dick? I'm just saying that if you were to give away one of your Rolls Royces, that you would make a big production out of it. Would you not? One of my many, many Rolls Royces. Cause as one you know, of your many, many, I own a fleet of vehicles in my two car garage. Yes. Where do you keep all your vehicles now? I have a two car garage. I know you have a two car garage, but like all, you know, all the many vehicles, look at Randy grabbing his ass. Oh, let's get a little feel of the Buffalo, butt. oh yeah, that was a little snug there, brother, but it's a good bumping ring. I mean, look at the, the vibrations of the ring here. Wow. He had to give him those legs, dude. Well, he well, no bulldog was rolling over to pin Savage and Savage just hooked him. No, not tonight. I was born at night, not in that line last night. Oh, uh, uh. Randy still had most of his hair there too. Now I swear to God, she was taller in the other shots. Yes, she was. Yeah. This is Susan, by the way. Ah, there you go. That's old Susan right there. Now is Susan going to give away the, the vehicle at this point? No, but he, Vince is saying here, there've been thousands upon thousands of individuals who've sent their name in to win the silver cloud three Rolls Royce. Let's go down to the ring to see Lord Alfred Hayes and a host of dignitaries. By the way, have you ever ridden in a Rolls Royce Susan? I, I haven't Conrad. Have you? I have. Okay. How about this? Is a right-hand drive <laughs> Rolls Royce too. <laughs> Oh shit. Why are you laughing? I, I'm laughing at the stop shot of the, of the Rolls Royce pulling into the driveway and just the blurred still frame. Is that Vince's uh, driveway? No, I, it may have been then. I don't know. It wasn't in 87. Okay. Let's see who the dignitaries are that we've got out here. There's Basil DeVito, Jack Tunney, Lord Alfred Hayes. I have no idea who the guy to Howard's left is. Do you? Who uh, who's there next to Alfred Hayes? Is is Howard introducing people or just say the guy, well, the guy next to Alfred Hayes is the person uh, re- representing the company who has counted two hundred and fifty thousand entries for this role. Oh, at least. So here you go. Here's your president, Jack Tunney, aka Two Chins. He's here to tell you about reverse mortgages. And you too. Basil DeVito inquisitively looking on wearing his WWF tie that came in burgundy and navy. Yeah, I think that guy worked for the marketing department. I don't know. I wish they'd let Basil talk. 
Well, they're going to. Each man's going to say a few words. Oh, stop. Do not play your audio. I'm going to play it on my side. Okay. The World Wrestling Federation received hundreds of thousands of entries during the one month of the sweepstakes. We thank all of you for that participation. Now let's have the winner of the Rolls Royce. All right, what's this dude's name coming up? And now let's introduce to you a gentleman who represented the firm that handled the entries from you great fans coast to coast. Mr. Ed Fibershoff, director. Conrad, could you imagine this taking place today? No, this is Ed Fibershoff. He's Ed, oh, Ed Fibershoff. He's the uh, representing the firm that has counted all the entries from you great fans. He's the director of marketing for Don Jagoda and Associates. Never heard of him. It's a national judging institute, which was responsible for the selection of the winners. Ah, they received a phenomenal number of entries over the course of this one month period, hundreds of thousands of entries over a quarter million entries. In fact, were all received and then screened for eligibility and completion. And the grand prize winner selected in a witnessed private drawing from among all the entries received. I hold in my hand, the envelope, the name of that winner. Grand prize, classic. Here you go. Why does Alfred get to announce it? Because he's Lord Alfred Hayes. He's got a whale rope. Okay. Oh, come on. And Alfred, of course, puts over the guy that threw a banana at the roughneck guy. What's his name? Eric Bischoff. Oh, okay. They threw that at him because they thought he was here for catering. Oh. John Davidson. How about I'm looking up silver cloud threes. I, I, I think I need one of these. We should get one. Get you another one. Which, which, which ones do you have? <laughs> what? what, what? <laughs> You're such a fucking big man. Uh, which ones do you have? Oh, I got them all, you know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I found a good deal on one for only like 25 G's. Oh, nice. You gonna go have these on one? That's a little above my pay grade. I found a really cool one. That's white. It's in Astoria, New York. It's a baby phantom. It's 52, but it's slick. Willie, you'd like it. 1952 is kind of old, isn't it? No, it's 52 G's. It's from the sixties. Oh, okay. Well, it's old. I think we should go halves on these. Here's what we'll do. Let's get this to each other as like a, uh, a Thanksgiving present and we'll take it to raw in Birmingham. I mean, uh, SmackDown in Birmingham, please bring your rolls to Birmingham. Why are you doing this? Please. I'm begging you. I'll get it on TV. <laughs> First of all, I don't have a Rolls Royce. Why are you being like this? I don't have four floors in my house. You, you're right. Floors. You don't have a Rolls Royce. You have several. I have, I have the whole fleet. What am I thinking? Yeah. I've got the Wraith. I've got the Ghost. I've got the Dawn. I've got the Cullinan. I've got the Phantom. I got the Phantom Drophead Coop. I don't even know what you're saying right now. That's, that's basically I got a Chevy one. Vega. <laughs> Fuck off. You've got the nicest uh, Hyundai Eye that money money can buy. Well, it doesn't take much to own the finest Hyundai. 
You got the sport uh-huh. model with the black wheels and the zero to 60 and seven second gimmick. Yeah, that's slow. Cal's being a smart ass. I know. Let's look at this nice locker room here. That's up. That's upstairs uh, in the Rosemont Horizon. Is it really? Yeah, it really is. Well, I'll tell you what, this is the best backdrop so far because there's no incompleteness, you know? It's like a full shot. There's Hulk Hogan in his underwear. And who's in the green shirt over there? He's not in his underwear. Those are his wrestling trunks. Oh, okay. Well, who's the guy in the green shirt that just got out of the way? You worked there, not me. I didn't work there then. I was in Houston wrestling making these same comments, probably. I was four. Okay. Okay, you win. And Hulkster's got his fingers all taped up. It looks like he's got a bobo. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the audio. I'm playing the audio. You're a cowboy Bob Orton ace bodyguard. He wants some of it too. Well, you know something, my brother, Mr. Wonderful okay, Paul Orndorff, that's okay. We kinda watch each other's back, you know. We kinda always watch each other's back. And we got one thing to say. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Look at the color of Hulk's finger, man. Anytime, That's fucked up. Place. You, the cowboy Bob Orton, want to step in the ring for ringy ding ding. Round three, brother. You got it. You know something, Hulk? You're ready, man. You know something? You know, Orndorff is not as tan as Hulk, which is probably why Hulk's much bigger. Uh, Hulk's the top guy. Yeah. Hence the tan. But Orndorff's got a nice tan working there, too. So does Gene. Got to be tan, bro. Got to be tan. Man, how huge is Hulk Hogan relative to Gene Okerlund right here? Well, I, I feel like I feel like Gene Okerlund could fit inside of Hulk Hogan. He could. You still pick, have a little room there. Just pick him up and stick him in there. Yep, and, and even in comparison to, to Orndorff, and Orndorff is in the foreground of the shot. The final match. We're finally here. Randy, the Macho Man Savage, taking on Sylvester Ritter, the Junkyard Dog, the Junk Food Dog, JYD, Grab Them Cake, Stump. Here we go. And how about what is these people's fascination with flipping us off? Well, they don't have t- uh, Twitter, Twitter to tell us that we suck and to fuck off. Oh, okay. What? You're airing the show three days later? Fuck you. We hate you. Ah. Your guts inside, but they count. Sorry. Hey, get, get out of there, kid. You little bastard. Sit him down. Howard's got the comb over. Looking nice. I liked Howard's swagger, man, when he would kind of lean back, like, I'm going to announce now. Let me dig down deep into my announcer voice, and I am going to kiss the microphone. Mmm. Anchovies. So I love the, uh, just the single solo light above the ring like that. That's what I was asking about earlier. Yeah, but they got the they got the trusses around it to add the extra light. And now Randy's not even going with the robe. Yeah, done with the robe. Just gonna go with the tight ice shirt. Limping, yeah, fucking, uh-huh. limping in, man. Fourth match of the night. And he would do this again, what? Nineteen eighty eight to win the world title. 
uh, th this is right here where they came up with that idea. Um, what do you think about having Savage work four times? Win the title. Different <laughs> outfit each time. <laughs> out of place. We did it at the Classic. <laughs> Not giving another car away. God damn, what do you think I am, Conrad? What are you doing? What? Like, you would miss one or two of them. I love that you said, please drive to Birmingham. I'll get your car on TV. Like, you don't think I've heard the fucking Jim Cornette episode? You motherfucker. You're low-key setting me up to destroy one of my cars on TV just to fuck with me. Yeah, we're not going to buy you new rolls, though, Conrad. I don't have a rolls. Why are you saying that? I don't have five stories in my house. I, I don't, I don't have a wing. I'm trying here. to downplay it, dog. Trying to downplay it. Just saying, trying to help a brother out here. You know, people have heard about the, the mansion on the mountain. Oh my God. It's a humble home. You can see the son of a bitch for miles. When we, when, when I used to fly into Huntsville, I'll never forget the captain go. And if you can look out the left side of the aircraft, you can see the Conradison over there. Uh, no need to ask which one. It's the one on the mountain. Oh my! And God. those of you on the other side of the aircraft, you can probably see it too. <laughs> <laughs> if you look closely, you can see a few Conrad's Rolls Royces out there. <laughs> No, folks, that's not a waterfall. That's Conrad's infinity pool. <laughs> uh, how much longer do I have to wait? Oh, shit. How much longer do I have to wait until I can play that video of you floating around my pool? <laughs> Which one? When, when I thought no one was there? Yeah. So I come Never. home. I come, <laughs> so I come home early from a trip out of town. Bruce is at my house. He's floating around the pool and he's uh, tanning. So he sh Bruce is weird. He shaves his whole body, including his armpits. So he's got his arms laid back and he's trying to get the all over tan sprawled out on a big float called the big daddy mattress. And he's got, he didn't bring a swim trunk, <laughs> So he's got his boxer shorts hiked up to where, I mean, it's just barely covering his naughty bits. And he's playing like, I don't know, the fucking Eagles or something through the house stereo system out there. And this is in the era where people are doing prank calls and they're playing John Cena's theme. So I think it would be hilarious to get to my master bathroom window, look down at the pool where I can sit, get a great shot of Bruce from like about the fifth floor. And yes, all the way at the top. And then I, I change the song to John Cena's theme song and then immediately start recording as you realize, Hey, wait a minute. The Eagles are over. What is that noise? Wait a minute. That's John Cena's theme song. I didn't play this. I'm here alone. Where is that music coming from? And you're disturbed looking everywhere. And then finally you realize it's me and you see me laughing in the top window and flip me off and swim to the side and dry off and get out. No, I'm pretty sure I just went right back to tanning. Well, I I've got to, I've got to post that sooner rather than later. It's hilarious. Nobody should see my naughty, almost my naughty bits. All right, we'll we'll have Silva superimpose something over the the crotchal area. What should we put over that? Nothing. No one needs to even like have any video near my crotchal area. 
I don't know By God. what that means. I thought you well, liked things near your crotchal area. That's what they told me at Heartbreakers when I was in there. It's not for there. public consumption. Well, you were spreading around pretty good back in the day is what they said at Heartbreakers in Houston. Well, they don't know. Seriously, I don't think you know, but I was over there, 3200 Gulf Freeway in, in Dickinson, Texas. That's what they were talking about. Dickinson. <laughs> is that Meltzer in his shirt now and the white in the back back there? No. I oh, know he's next to a girl. No. There's no way this crowd, <clears throat> right, that little kid who jumped up, he's probably still alive. The rest of these folks are dead. Why? Because they live in Chicago? Yeah, they've been shot by now. Like that, that meme on the front row, she's dead. That's somebody's meme all. Yeah, we all were throwing memes over the top rope. Well, yeah. So don't act like I did some some crimes against memes. Well, you're killing memes in Chicago. I've never shot a meme. Suck, baby. Mm. See, JYD has a dog on his trunks, man. The British Bulldogs had buffalo. This was in an era. Goddamn, Elizabeth sure is talking a lot out there, man. That didn't last long. Man, wrestling in 1985 kind of sucked. Well, it didn't suck nearly as bad as wrestling in WCW for Halloween Havoc. In what year? 1998? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, think about that one. So, 13 years later... It sucked worse than it did in 1985. At least here you got Macho Man in his prime and JYD in white trunks and boots. Yeah, grabbed him, kicked the dog. <clears throat> Who wins this son of a bitch? Took your dog, bro. So he does he win the Rolls Royce? No, they gave it away to a fan. That poor fan. What? Well, they probably had to pay taxes on it and shit. I'm sure they did. Yeah. How much did that be Conrad? Well, I don't know what the value of the car was in 1985. Okay. God, those chains look terrible. Don't they? Serious business. What do you think? Uh, what do you think your boy, Jim Barnett paid for that Rolls Royce? God, back in the day, uh, no shit. I heard it was like $25,000, $30,000. It was an old one, even then. Yeah, I think they were, they're all from the 60s, I think. I mean, that's what I, I thought I saw. Yeah. It may have been. I mean, it, it was it was an old one. I mean, it's still Rolls Royce and or something. I mean, not like the 2017 you know, those that you just got. <laughs> what? It's like Rob Taylor. You got one for each year of, of, of that we've been doing the podcast. That's what I heard. So my source told me. So I got a 16, a 17, an 18, a 19. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You know me. That's it. I know. That's why I, I know it to be true. Yeah, dude. They made these, uh, Silver Cloud threes from sixty three to sixty six. There are two thousand forty four of them made. So how much? How much do you think that uh, you would pay for one? And I, I think he had it since the seventies. Man, I mean, that's cool. 
How much? How much do you think they went for originally? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, in 1970, a an expensive car would be a thousand dollars. I think the original price was probably okay. All right, I think I found something. I think they were probably around sixteen or seventeen thousand dollars. Okay, and so then by the seventies, that price would go up, correct? Probably down. Okay. Well, so I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say twenty, 10, like I'm going to say ten to twelve, and he probably sold it to Vince for twenty five because he thought Vince, and maybe Vince had a soft spot for him, and you know the the rumor in innuendo is that Barnett occasionally lived beyond his means. Was that his last Rolls Royce, or did he have others? Like like me, as you say. I think he had others. Ledger's years, much much like you. Similarities don't end there. Uh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I said the similarities between you and Jim Barnett don't end with your uh, aficionado of Rolls Royces and stuff. All right. Well, what else do we have in common? Allegedly, you, uh, you both love fine clothes. You both love fine shoes. You like wrestling, Tommy Rich. I don't like Tommy Richworth a goddamn. Oh, I thought you and Tommy were tight. Not at all. Oh, hell, baby. Goddamn. Somebody say something about fire up. I had Tommy as a guest on one of our live shows with uh, Tony Schiavone, and I asked him if he dipped his balls in peroxide, and he wouldn't talk to me anymore. Did he answer you? No, he wouldn't talk to me. Why not? I don't know. Did someone tell you that he dipped his balls in peroxide? Yes. Oh, okay. They also told me he broke Missy Hyatt in. He wouldn't answer that either. Well, that's just great. Look, Dave Hebner's refereeing his ass off here. Is he, is he trying to gear up for a job? And well, I guess he's going to stay here. It was Earl that came over from Crockett, huh? Right. What's the last for time years. you saw Earl? Um, it's been a couple of years. I saw Earl this past weekend. He was in uh, Baltimore. <coughs> and he, well, re- he, re- he refereed a match at the pay-per-view, by the way. I know you don't watch, but in the match, uh, that Earl was refereeing one of the guys, put the other guy in a sharpshooter. And by the way, that was on the ninth, the exact anniversary of the Montreal screw job. And did Earl know what to do? Nope. He did not ring the bell like he should have. Oh, hell. That would have been great, though. You you don't talk about annoying everyone online if they would have did that angle. They would have been mad. Uh, oh, I'm stuck in the rope. Somebody help that brother out. I need a snake to bite him right now. It took a lot to get that damn snake to bite him. Why do I love that spot so much? Hey, you know what I'm noticing? These ropes don't look like regular traditional ropes. Yeah, I, they may be cable. Wow. When's the last time we saw that in the WWF? Holy shit. I just now noticed that myself. The bottom one looks like a rope. Those top two, though, though, when he was tied up, I'm like, wait a minute. 
This is wild, dude. This is like looking at a time capsule. And the, the ring skirt with just the light blue ring skirt around there. And all the production values just going. Yeah, and no mats around the ring. Bill Watts said that was for pussies. And Lord knows we cared what he was thinking in 85. Oh, and there was a count out. They didn't even shoot the referee counting them out. <clears throat> but there you go. There's your winner. My count out. Unbelievably. The junkyard dog who only had to wrestle three times because the macho man didn't get a buy like JYD did. Here he is, your winner of the wrestling classic. That was a classic, by God. What do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? I'm going to give it a solid thumbs in the middle. I, I would agree. 14,000 fans here on hand. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> the look, I, you know, they were into it, but it, it was nothing like the Chicago crowds of today and of, of what they became because Chicago became that Madison square garden for a lot of the boys because of the, the reaction of the audience and, and God damn, they're just so passionate. And, um, it was one of the best places to work because Chicago crowd was great. Well, I tell you something, mean Gene. I'm over here and I had to wrestle three times. I don't know if I'm getting three payoffs or not. And why is Jesse in the ring? Because he ain't gonna work. In 1985, Jesse was already out. By the way, I feel like we should mention 14,000 fi- uh, 14, fans on hand here. The pay-per-view buy rate is a 2.53, which is relative, obviously, to the amount of households that even have pay-per-view because it's very much in its infancy. But once again, a WWF pay-per-view, innovative, pretty cool. Well, it was definitely the biggest pay-per-view that year. WrestleMania, yeah. I guess, was more closed circuit. Yes. And they, by... Uh... In this was the end of '86, right? This is '85. So '85, I mean. So '86 would have been uh, the first time I think the WrestleMania was available on pay per view. I could be wrong with that. I know WrestleMania three was a little bit more widely available, but yeah, this was this was the future, right here, folks. This is what it all looked like. For the very first one, very first pay-per-view. Two big shows on quote-unquote pay-per-view in 85. Of course, WrestleMania, March 31st. Tons of folks saw it on closed circuit. I mean, tons. And then the Wrestling Classic here on November 7th. Of course, your two biggest markets, New York, New York, and uh, Rosemont, Illinois, a.k.a. Chicago. Uh, WrestleMania 2 would be the only big show like that in 1986. But as we know, they ran that in three locations. And never tried that again. Uniondale, New York, back here at Rosemont, and then Los Angeles, California. But November 3, we would create Survivor Series. So we'd have WrestleMania 3 and Survivor Series, and then we would add to it in 88 with SummerSlam. And then in 89, we would add to it again with the Royal Rumble. And this time, we would include a little No Holds Barred special. So pay-per-view in its infancy was taken off. And how about uh, all... all, uh, Vince McMahon, Lord Alfred Hayes, and Susan 
and then we see okay. the, the recap video here and let's, let's check out the credits here. See how many names you recognize Nelson Swagler. He's around with MLW now, right? I don't think he's there anymore. Kerwin Silfie's still around. George Scott was Ooh. the head booker. Kevin Dunn, now the executive producer, Bob Dean, his wife was uh, makeup and Bob just got the guys, the, the crew, gorilla, Gene, Jesse, Alfred, uh, Doug Holmes, the TD. Holy shit. We were talking about Doug the other day. He's the switcher, um, in the truck. Don't know any of these other folks, electronic graphics. Don't know Betsy. Don't know Mike Farnham. Farnham. Uh, let's see how many cameramen I knew. Tim Walbert. That's about it. Holy shit. Out of the whole thing, Kerwin and Kevin are the only ones left. Going down the list for Rosemont Horizon, Harry Pappas. I knew Harry Pappas. And for Titan Sports, Ed Colon, Arena Coordinator, Basil DeVito, Howard Finkel, Administrative Assistant. Holy shit. Steve Taylor, Director of Photography. <clears throat> and Video One in Baltimore, home of StarCast. It was the first <laughs> annual wrestling classic and the only wrestling classic. WrestleVision in the World Wrestling Federation. I think WrestleVision, I guess that was what they thought was going to be the future. This brought to you by WrestleVision. Yeah, you assume that's like Vince's idea for what the infancy of pay-per-view would be or the infancy of the WWE Network, whatever. Uh, but it was fun to go back in time and take a look at the Wrestling Classic, and we're apologizing that we're a few days late on this. We didn't want to promote it or advertise it. Just wanted to drop a little bonus action on you, but we're looking forward to being back with you. We've got some Survivor Series episodes coming your way, and I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to do 99, we're going to do 94, we're going to do 89. It's going to be a fun finish to November, and uh, Bruce, uh, I feel like it's time that we just let everybody know that we'll see them this Friday and every Friday right here on Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Shaka Khan. In Pachovia, you can launch him anytime, amigo. To be. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.